Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Story by Chance, where we come to talk all things movies, television, news, all that good stuff. And this week, we're back to our anniversary series as we are celebrating movies. Ce- we're going to talk about movies celebrating its 25th anniversary, to which you gave us two th- oh, yes. 1996's <laughs> Scream. And we have a great guest to talk about with today. We have uh, Popcorn Talk's own Carrie Lane. Who's going to come on later on the show and talk about talk screen with us later? But until then, we have a lot of other things to talk about. First of what, first thing I want to bring up, above all else, the NBA playoffs are heating up. They're on right now, and they're insane as of yet. Because Russell, the Lakers got knocked out. Like I saw that. I saw the got, uh, Suns. Uh, they yeah. got demolished, and LeBron yeah. is pissed. Yeah, games five and six, they got blown out. They got blown out. So. Yeah, I, I want to th- I want to throw the stat at you. So of the remaining teams in the playoffs right now, uh, you got the Mavericks, the 76ers, the Bucks, the Hawks, the Suns, the Nets, the Jazz, and the Nuggets, and, and the Clippers. Now, five of those teams have never won a championship. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one to win a championship was the Mavericks. They won in 2011. Yeah. Until that, since then though, the 76ers, uh, the 76ers last last championship was '83. The Bucks yeah. last championship was '71. The Hawks last championship was 1958. Wow. So a drought is going to get ended this time, or someone's going to get. That must be real. It's probably going to be the Nets because that I'm team ho- is. I'm hoping for the Nets. Yeah. That team is just engineered to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't mind Brooklyn. I, I you know, I, I, I like that when they moved from the New Jersey. I kind of just like. Uh, then obviously they became a big three, and that's, you know, that's the age we're in now with the big three taking over all franchises. So uh, th- they're probably the most likely one out of the uh, the bunch that are in. Um, but we'll see what happens. It, it's good to see fresh blood in there. I like, I like seeing new teams in there. Um, you know, when we had three or four years in a row, Warriors and Cavs, you know, things get old and stale. Uh, once, you know what I mean? You, you need, you need different teams in there. Like the college football playoffs, obviously with Alabama every year, pretty much in there or Clemson in there every year, you know, it's boring. Um, it's good to see new teams in there. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm definitely, gonna, definitely going to be keeping up hard with the NBA, NBA championships, NBA playoff. I definitely want to see how this all ends. Uh, but you know, after that. Uh, we are now going to our regular segment, first of which is Trailer Talk. First show we're going to be talking about is for False Positive. False Positive is a movie that's made for Hulu, actually produced by A24, going to be distributed by Hulu. Uh, stars uh, Ayana Glazer, who also co-wrote the screenplay, as well as Justin Theroux, Sophia Bush, and Pierce Brosnan. And said it, and looks like it's said to be a contemporary take on Rosemary's Baby. Uh, directed by John Lee, who... Uh, one of his first bigger. Dir- oh, really? Same guy directed *Pee Big Holiday*. No shit. Okay. Uh, so, Russell, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for *False Positive*? I liked it. Um, you get the A24 vibes for sure. Um, I, I like it because you don't know kind of if you know they when they uh, you know injected her with whatever they did like for uh, for getting pregnant or whatever. Um, you don't know if there's like hallucinogens in it or whatever, or some kind of stuff, because where she's starting to see shit that may or may not be there. Uh, I, I do like the vibes that it gives off. It does. I mean, it screams a twenty-four. It's really, really cool that it's going to be available on Hulu. So I, I, I think it looks really good. I'm surprised not going straight to Apple TV Plus because that's where they that's where they have their exclusive deal. Yeah, it's a little strange, but either way, 
I'm definitely looking forward to False Positive. That's a yeah. release on June 25th, 2021. So right around the corner. Uh, next show we're talking about is for... <laughs> let's go on this one. Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Uh, oh, wow. So this is the sequel to the 2019? 18? 19. That sounds right. Boy, it's like I, with 2020, it's like I feel like everything's been like delayed in my head. You know what I mean? Like it's like that, that, that ever happened. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that happened. But yeah. Uh, January 2019, uh, sequel to 2019 horror film uh, in which people were put into a killer escape room. A movie that you and I, I think everyone can agree, pretty enjoyable oh, yeah. until the ending. The the ending is so unbelievable. Like, uh, like just the way it ended was just bullshit. I, yeah. I think you and I completely agreed on that. But, I think and, we and were talking about that every, on the show, I'm sure. Everyone who watched me had the same reaction, which is like, oh, okay, get the ending. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, like, it's such a cheap way to get out of it, and it's like, come on. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. This one looks okay. I, I, I just don't want to see a, a shitty ending. Like, I want to see it, like, night, you know what I mean? A, a nice, tight, uh, you know, a nice, tight ending on it uh, without having to be disappointed like I was on the first one. That really ruined, that really ruined the, the enjoyment of, that I had of it. Oh, but, but um, yeah. Yeah, like, literally, every, talk to anybody who watched Escape Room, like, the one thing everyone will say, whether they enjoy the film or not, the ending was garbage. It was, man. It's just such a cop. I don't know. I just, I, I really hated it. They could have done it more creative. Uh, they, they chose not to. So uh, I'm really hoping that they kind of learn from that. Um, I do like some of the rooms that we see, like briefly, um, you know, in this trailer. I just don't like the whole tournament of champions subtitle. I think that sounds kind of stupid. Um, but we'll, you know, whatever. We'll see. It sounds like a big old martial arts movie. <laughs> yeah, or I think like of like um, Balls of Fury, tournament <laughs> of champions. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. kind of shit like that. All right, uh, and yeah, the uh, release date for that is going to be July, or the last one came out in January. This one's set for a summer release date of July 2021. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for Tomorrow War. Uh, Tomorrow War is a sci-fi film starring Chris Pratt, directed by Chris McKay, which I'm surprised is the same guy who did worked on Robot Chicken. He directed the Lego movie. Oh, he directed the Lego Batman movie. And uh, this is a, this is a movie about uh, it's in which time travelers come from the future in order to draft current day soldiers to you know win a war that's happening in the future with aliens because yeah they're losing we need so we need soldiers so what do you do you do time travel uh, don't know why you don't go back earlier or don't go back later try maybe try and do something I don't know, I don't know. This, this is the other ways around this but whatever this movie was supposed to come out last year but it was delayed due to the pandemic and now it's being distributed straight to Amazon uh, has a uh, cast includes Chris Pratt, Ivan Strahovski, J.K. Simmons, Betty Kilpin, Sam Richardson, and, and many, many others. But uh, Mike, what? Uh, that's sorry, Mike Russell, what did you think of the trailer for <laughs> uh, Tomorrow War? Uh, I mean, it looked okay. I mean, yeah, the budget on that got to be pretty big. Probably because it was made by it was made by like an actual studio. Yeah, I mean, it looks okay. I mean, I'm, I'll check it out. It wasn't one of the ones I would rush to the theaters to go see, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, this this does definitely uh, suit the bill for a, uh, a lot of, you know, a streaming service. I mean, I rush to theaters because, like, it is, it is a normal world. I would have seen everything in theaters by now, and I'd be rushing to see any new oh, yeah. coming out. Yeah, but, I mean, this one just, eh, I mean, I'm not completely, I don't know if I go out. No, I don't know. I mean, it's look. one of those action-packed movies you maybe have to go to the theater to see. I don't know. I know. I know it's really popular to hand the guy right now, but I still like Chris Pratt. I, th- I, th- I think he's. A, I think he's a good actor. I think he's fun. And yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm down to see him in this kind of. Premise. I think the premise is interesting. So yeah, I'm down. I'm down to see how this plays out. 
uh, set for a Amazon release on July 16th, 2021. Uh, next show we're talking about is for, maybe I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, Old. So Old is the latest film by M. Night Shyamalan in which a family goes on vacation to a beach in which everyone starts really rapidly aging and they then nobody knows why. Yeah. The uh, movie features uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, Vicky Kripe, Rufus Sewell, among, among many others. I think I saw Ken Leung in there at some point. Alex Wolf is in this. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for, uh, the, the latest trailer for Old? I liked it. I mean, obviously, I think we were locked in with M. Night Shyamalan being behind it regardless, but it was nice to see a little bit more uh, from it. But it's one of those things where it's like, I want to know how, I want to know, like, the explanation of the aging, you know, on on the beach or whatever. I want to know what's behind that. So, obviously, even more curious than I was before. But, uh, yeah, I I think it looks, you know, I think it looks fantastic, and hopefully he knocks this one out of the park to... uh, you know, rid that taste that uh, glass left in our mouth. Rid the taste, taste of a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things left in our mouth. Let's be honest. <laughs> we, we, can, we, can, we can go on for days about Shyamalan, but yeah, no, yeah. Look, he, he seems to be finding his footing again, which I like. Yeah. When Shyamalan's on, he's on. Oh yeah, I mean, but when he's off, he's off. Like when he, we, when there's he's no off, middle he's road. Off, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's off. It is hilarious. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Old is set for a release of July 23rd, 2021. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for uh, Last Night in Soho. This is the latest film from Edgar Wright. Now, here's the thing I'm going to ask Russell to do because I haven't seen this trailer. And I don't think, at this point, I don't think I'm going to watch it because like, I'm, I'm, more, I'm, I'm more curious now because I, I heard everyone raving about the trailer. I heard that looks great. I don't even know what this one was about. So, Russell, I want you to, in as vague as possible, describe your thoughts on this trailer and this movie. Because I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright. I really am. I think the dude. I, I think he's gone five for five straight. Really good to great movies. So, Russell, uh, last night in Soho. What did you think of the trailer? I liked it. No, I mean, I really did. Uh, obviously, getting Edgar Wright to come into horror where we're really not used to seeing him, you know what I mean, in in this genre, I liked. But I, I really like the, the trailer vibe that I got from it. Um, there's real. There's one scene that's really done well where there's, uh, I think, Anya Taylor-Joy is looking in the mirror uh, with, uh, what is her name, Thomas and Mackenzie, the other lead in this mo- movie. Um, and, it, and, like, they're... Like it's basically her looking into the mirror. I bet. I guess it's it's her, but it, I I don't know. I I don't really know. It's it's very vague. You know what I mean? But it looks really cool. And like she's like moving her hands. They're both like moving, like you know, twirling her hair. It's like literally in sync with one another. It was. It's, it's actually really beautifully shot. If you if you watch if you see the trailer, and then I like how the trailer ends off. Like it just freezes, and then like glass starts to it starts like crackling. And then it then it shows the you know the like last night in Soho or whatever it's it looks really cool honestly and it gets that it gets that uh, the horror esque vibe to it um, I just don't know how, you know it's 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 vague enough as a trailer you know what I mean without actually giving anything away which I really didn't I really didn't really even explain it but it, it looks it looks good um, and it's nice to see Edgar Wright really step out of you know from kind of what he normally does to tackling a different genre. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it looks fantastic. And I remember when his trailer dropped, a lot of people were talking about it, but I really didn't watch it until literally till today. So, yeah, I, I just, I never got around to watching it. And honestly, at this point, I just, I don't think I will. Because... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm already invested. It looks good. It looks good, man. And, and, and yeah, and if, if you're obviously know who the director is and you kind of have an idea, you know, I, I don't think you need to be sold on it. Yeah, you know what I mean by seeing the trailer. I think you go into it blind. I think you maybe enjoy it even more. All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, last night in Soho set for a release of October twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. Oh, actually, we get we get it early. That's weird. We get it early. We get it on the twenty second of twenty twenty one. Whereas the UK, you know, Edgar Wright's turf, they get it on the 29th. See. So you, you see that according to Edgar Wright, America is better. Yep. Uh, next show we're talking about. This is one I actually did watch. Uh, this is for uh, what's this called? Uh, Amer- America the Motion Picture. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, America the Motion Picture is a Netflix animated comedy, which is basically like a story. The story of kind of the story of America, but told to more to, toward through a comedic lens. Uh, it's I believe this this has to be produced by Lord Miller. Like it has to be. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Let me see. Uh, produced by yep, Phil Lord Chris Miller behind this. Uh, features cast cast that includes Jane Tatum, Simon Pegg, Bobby Moynihan, uh, Jason Manzukas, Will Forte, Andy Samberg, so many others. Uh, Russell, I mean, this is one. I, this is this is the last minute addition to the list. Uh, but yeah, you 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 were really into this one. Oh, my God. It was so funny because I wasn't expecting that, I, I guess, is the thing. You're watching it and thinking, oh, okay, they're really doing, like, you know, the, the Founding Fathers and stuff like that. And, you know, we're we're getting an animated thing about it. And then all of a sudden you hear team, it turns into, like, almost like a Team America <laughs> World Police film. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I mean, it's just so awesome. Um, it looks funny as hell. I just, this thing, and, 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 and especially with the release date, literally a couple days from the 4th of July, I think it's perfect. Absolutely, and yeah, I, th- I think this movie looks hilarious. I, I cannot wait to see. I I I, I, I want to see all the things the movie has has to offer. I think it's going to be fantastic, for sure. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if this sucks, I'll be greatly disappointed. But yeah, this is set for a release. Or like, it's what July first. Uh no, it's June thirtieth. June thirtieth. Close 30th, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, June thirtieth, uh, exclusively on Netflix. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for. Uh, the Eternals. Uh, the Eternals is Marvel's is one, uh, one of the upcoming Marvel movies. This was supposed to be out last d- d- last November, but you know, COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, but n- and we're getting it now. So this is uh, written and directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, who you know just won an Oscar for Nomadland. Well, just won several Oscars for Nomadland, Nomadland actually. Um, and it's. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, it follows these group of being pe- people called Eternals, which they're a race, a mortal alien race created by these Celestials. And they're basically there to kind of, you know, they, they fight their own, you know, their own evil counterparts with the Deviants and they kind of like affect, you know, like kind of guide Earth into you know, prosperity. Where the fuck were they when Thanos was doing all his shit? I don't know. <laughs> I don't they know. Were out to lunch. They were out to lunch. They were out to lunch. Like, yeah, they got this. Yeah. It's fine. They hung a little sign up over the door. We'll return in, you know. <laughs> Gone fishing. We'll be back. We'll be back yeah. later. <laughs> but yeah, uh, has a huge cast with Gemma Chan, Richard, Richard Madding, Kamel Andiani, Brian Tyree Henry, um, uh, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Angelina Jolie. Uh, Russell, what you, as, as someone who um, doesn't know anything about, about the Eternals, what did you think of this trailer? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it looks like another one of those ensemble pieces, but it looked good. Uh, it definitely a different vibe. Uh, Chloe Zhao, like, obviously, d- you can tell 
she had a hand in it just because of the way it was like kind of like delicately filmed. You know what I mean? Um, she's very good behind the lens. Obviously, we saw with No Man Land, but like the cinematography and everything about it, just really super, you know, like you know, engulfing and beautiful. And um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to learn more about these uh, characters. It's definitely a huge, um, I guess, like a who's who almost in in um, like a, a who's who uh, in the in the group. So I'm kind of curious to learn a little bit more about each of their backstories and just kind of see. I'm just kind of uh, you know looking forward to the next uh, phase of Marvel. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. It looks like looks like a lot of a lot of the new, new movies. Black Widow aside, a lot of the new movies and projects are like taking more taking more risks, trying some you know, different, yeah. different things in the superhero genre, and that's that's what I think that they need to do, especially in this case where we have like tons of superhero movies coming out every, every week yeah. almost. You don't want you don't want just to be another superhero film, you know? What I mean, you exactly. want to kind of put your little stamp on it, you know? Exactly. So. And I, th- I think it's a good way to do it. I think Chloe Zhao is a phenomenal director, so I think this is going to. I think it's probably likely going to be excellent. But yeah, uh, Eternals is now set for release on November fifth, twenty twenty one. So uh, back in the half of the year is going to be very, very Marvel heavy. Yeah, so, yeah. Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man, all and Venom, but whatever. But but <laughs> other ones that count. It's those four. As long as it's not Morbius, right? As long as it's not Morbius. <laughs> uh, and the last show we're talking about, probably my favorite one, what we've gotten to talk about today, is for Reminiscence. So Reminiscence is the latest movie starring Hugh Jackman. Uh, it's about. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic world in which uh, Hugh Jackman's character runs a business in which he helps people kind of relive memories of the past. Then he meets his woman, played by Rebecca Ferguson, and he gets on like a whole like downward spiral of you know like going into the criminal underworld, all kinds of stuff. I'm say this movie looks fantastic. It looks like a Christopher Nolan film, doesn't it? it Though, yeah, it looks. I had Inception vibes watching it, but um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, It's good to see Hugh Jackman in something different. You know what I mean? It's this is good. This is good stuff. You know, Hugh Jackman's such a great actor, and it's. uh, it's nice that he can like obviously put uh, Wolverine behind him, and this film does look really good. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. No, absolutely, I, I do think that like, the premise is interesting. I think Hugh Jackman's a fan, he's a phenomenal actor. I think it's only yeah. it's, I think it's only a matter of time before he wins an Oscar. He's going to man, like yeah, he, be- he for better sure. he better at some point, man. The, the, Guy should have been nominated for Logan, but he yeah, that's nominated. neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, produced. I'll find it produced by Jonathan. Produced by Jonathan Nolan. He didn't write. He didn't write it. But it's produced by Jonathan Nolan. But I mean, as soon as you, as soon as your the trailer rolls, man, it, you feel like it's a Nolan film. No, you really do. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. Premise interesting. I, I think I find the mystery aspect intriguing. Yeah. Uh, if this sucks, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed because this would be like this would be like the fourth like the fourth year in a row. Where we add it to the list of trailers that didn't come through. Great trailers for like mystery type film that just don't pan out. Just add that to the list of the girl with the girl on the train, the snowman, the woman in the window. Uh, woman in the window I watched, by the way. <laughs> Not great, huh? Uh, wasn't in my head. Again, you know, the, the problem that we have with these trailers, we always talk about it and bitch about it. It's like I build it up in my head a different way. And then when I watch it and it doesn't come to fruition like that, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was okay. Um, I just don't like the the twist that they use in it. You know what I mean? I just to me, I just was thinking something different. I yeah. Well, yeah. You'll have to watch it and let me know what you think. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Cause I just, yeah, I'm, I'm too curious not to at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the reminiscence looks fantastic. I, I it cannot, does. Man. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, set for a release on 
August 20th, 2021. It's got, it's got the Tenet spot of this year. Yeah, it, it, that's crazy, man. Tenet, what could have been with Tenet, you know what I mean? Had that been released in the normal, you know, summer, what, like how that, you know, what that could have done box office-wise, you know what I mean? I'll probably have done really well. Oh, yeah, it would have crushed. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for Trailer Talk today, which we now move on to Notorious News. We have a lot to talk about today, first of which, this is a, this is a really nice story that I wanted to bring up. So, uh, Chadwick Boseman's uh, Chadwick Boseman got another. He may not won an Oscar, but he got another cap in his legacy because it was announced pretty recently that uh, that the College of Fine Arts at Howard University is going to be named after him for now. So it's going to be the Chadwick Boseman College of Fine Arts, hmm. which I, I think I think is amazing. Also, one thing I didn't know about Howard: Felicia Rashad is apparently the dean. Really? The, of the the College of Fine Arts, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, like that, that, that's that's wild. Mama Huxtable is your is your dean. <laughs> it's kind of wild, but no, yeah, I, f- I think that's fantastic, and I think that kind of shows the impact. Even with such a short career, that shows the impact that Chadwick Boseman had as an actor. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, when you make an impact like how you said with a short career, and you still can make an impact like that, it just shows the, you know, how your work was taken when on your time on Earth, and it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Next piece of news we're talking about is uh, well, Army Hammer's been canceled, so you got to replace him in that Godfather show, the offer. So, uh, but you're probably gonna like this news also because he's been replaced by your boy, Miles Teller. That's right, Miles Teller. I saw that. Will take over the yeah. role of Alan Rudy in the offer, the Paramount Plus series about the making of the Godfather. Yeah, I'm good with it. I, I was happy to hear that because obviously I like Miles Teller. I think he's a really super underrated actor and. Um, it's only time till he gets an Oscar. I feel like that's gonna happen sometime in the future too. But um, yeah, my favorite movie. You know, one of the favorite actors working. I think this is a it's a good good pairing, and it just I hope I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah, and Paramount Plus seems to be seems to be trying to yeah. look. I I'm, I'm subscribed to Paramount Plus. I'll admit it. It's kind of a desolate wasteland right now. <laughs> I have it too, and I just have it for nostalgia, like nostalgia. Uh, Nickelode- Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon shows, really. Yeah, that, and I'm good with it. that. Uh, but yeah, uh, the off. But I think the offer, like things like that, are gonna be what sets apart from. You know, kind of yeah. gives them some distance from, from the other, uh, other shows. So uh, right now, no other cast members slated. And I, I, I think Oscar Isaac's doing a Scorsese thing also, or he's doing a Scorsese thing, or a couple of things. Wow. Oscar Isaac's okay. doing something with Chris playing a famous director. I know we talked about it at some point. But regardless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, so there you go. Miles Teller getting his big, big, big first big streaming streaming check. Because we don't really hear about him yeah. on streaming shows very much. On streaming period, yeah. very often. Yeah. You, you don't really hear a lot about it, yeah, if any. Yeah. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is A Quiet Place 2. Uh, so A Quiet Place 2 came out last weekend, and it is already it's already a smash hit in its own right. Uh, basically already already made its budget back. Uh, ninety-three yeah. million dollars on a six, sixty. That movie cost sixty-one million dollars. Jesus Christ! What the first crazy, one cost? Crazy, yeah. What did the first it's one? Cost? I'm curious. Wow, first one only cost like seventeen to twenty-one. Yeah, they really upped the ante there, huh? They really up the ante there, but uh, it's doing it's doing it's doing really well. It had a great opening, fifty-eight million dollars, which is probably the, which is the biggest one they've had, biggest one the box office has had since um, you know pandemic started, and yeah. Uh, there's already a third movie in the works from writer director Jeff Nichols, uh, which is gonna, it's going to be a spin. It's going to be a spinoff. It's going to be you know something else. Some going to do something else. But uh, yeah, I mean, Russell, this is this is sign of is the first sign of you know theater going being back and 
You know, what, what do you think about the prospect of more quiet place movies? I mean, it, it wasn't a surprise. Like, I guess I'll just answer that one. I guess because obviously the success of the first one, and then obviously the you know how how well it's been doing the the, the sequel. Um, it kind of makes sense that that's where we're going into the direction of more movies. So, uh, speaking on that, not very surprising. But this is a good sign that you know we are slowly getting back into a little sense of normalcy, which I think you know we've been talking about, talking about, talking about for the last year and, and a couple months there on the podcast and just in general. You know what I mean? When is this gonna? You know, when are we gonna make that final turn to get back to normal? I think we're really starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's really good that box offices were able to survive that because i know we you know we were super worried about it because i didn't know like if it would have gone on any longer i don't think theaters would have been around so it's super uh it's super uh you know promising that you know we're getting good box office returns for this yeah i know and I, think, I, think, I think that's great and i, I really enjoyed the second quiet place movie I, I didn't, I didn't, yeah i did I, I did too i liked it more than the first one see, i told you I, see, I, I know I people keep saying that but i don't think it's quite as it's quite it, the, the the horror factor for me isn't quite as there as the first one, and the first one yeah, the first one was scarier. I give you I give you that, but I I like the story more with this one, and then the surprise interweaving the 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 first one into it too. I kind of liked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 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 fair. Uh, but I do I do I prefer the end game. But we'll, let's both talk about this yeah. We talk about quite so. at some point, but uh, I do think that there are elements of the first five place I think are better than the second one but the second one's still really good i really enjoyed it. if you haven't seen it yeah. check it out um next thing we're talking about is uh also doing well i guess uh cruella which mm-hmm. uh hasn't made quite as big splash the box office it's grant it's also a more expensive movie uh yeah. budget between one 100 and 200 million and currently made 58 51 51.8 but yeah. that's not that's not counting the uh, whatever they're making off of Disney Plus, which is like raw profit. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure they'll bump that up a little bit. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But it's all, but apparently it's done well enough that they're already making a sequel to it. Now I'm gonna say I haven't seen it yet. I have not gotten the chance to go out and watch Cruella, but uh, I I know that there's been a hot button talking issue for on Twitter. Yeah. Everyone I've seen on Twitter is talking about, but I need to go check it out at some point. And I know you've seen it. Yeah, I saw it and I and I liked it fine. Like it was okay. Um, a little bit long for a uh, if you're you know if any of our listeners have children. A little bit uh, long for kids. Two hours and fifteen minutes is kind of kind of long for children to sit in, in one spot uh, for that long. But yeah, the film was fine. I don't understand. I, I get being a little bit more creative with it, having a little bit more fun with it. Um, getting a huge backlash though. It's really crazy. But you know, I, I thought Emma Stone was fine as Corella. I thought um, it was fun. I, I, I did like it. Yeah, I definitely want to go. I definitely want to. I might, I might go check it out later today. I don't know. I'm not doing. I'll see what I'm doing. Um, you know me in live action films, man. I know you, you know me in live action. action. I got. I throw my stamp on it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It reminds me of like Harley Quinn taking over Disney. It, it's kind of. It was. It was fun. That's probably the. That's probably the best. That's probably the best endorsement you could ever give a movie, especially with this yeah. movie, one like this. <laughs> I mean, for sure though. It was. It was. It was fun though. It was a fun time. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go check it. I'll definitely check it out at some point. There's so much. I, I, I haven't seen Wrath of Man yet. I really want to watch Wrath of Man. I saw Wrath of Man. I I really enjoyed that one. Uh, you know, Guy Ritchie really bringing it. Spider- I really enjoy that. I, I want to watch yet. The Conjuring. Conjuring hasn't um, seen it yet. I think we're gonna watch that tonight since we're camping for the weekend. I think we're gonna watch it on HBO Max since I have you know the, the Wi-Fi here. So I think we're gonna do that. I kind of didn't want to, but I'm like, eh, it's something to do tonight. And then uh, 
probably go take Ella to go see Spirit within the next couple of days, so that'll knock that one off, and yeah, then uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, next up, we got, we got a whole lot of casting to talk about. First of which, uh, the Young Wonka prequels pin still in the works, and they have their Wonka. Timothy Chalamet will star as the titular role in the Willy Wonka prequel. Why does this have to happen? Yeah, uh, here's the thing. It's from, people, people are confused as to why he's doing it, and there's one reason. It's Paul King. Paul yeah, King, yeah. who made the first two Paddington films, uh, both pretty critical. Yeah, both incredible films, both critically acclaimed. He's writing, he's writing this, and I think his the guy he wrote, the guy he co-wrote Paddington with is writing, is writing this film as well. Okay. So that does give me a little peace of mind, but I, I'm still not excited for this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, and I know, like, I, I, I talk shit, and I, I'm completely against it, but I'll end up going to see it because, you know, we're just suckers like that. But I, I just, when we, you know, it just Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factor was such a perfect film. I don't think we really need to do anything else about it i like not knowing about it, and i think we've talked about this before not knowing about willy wonka makes him even more of a um you know character that you kind of like that, that that sense of mystery about him you know what i mean that makes you like the character even more because you don't really know a whole lot about him exactly like that, that's kind of the whole kind of that's kind of the whole thing which is why like whenever you it's, it's, it's some like um, what's what's the character i can think of it's kind of like kaiser soze or like nurse ratchet like when you when you know their origin yeah it makes it makes them less interesting. Yeah, or like maybe like I know this is probably a bad comparison, but like like Annie Wilkes' backstory of a character, kind of yeah, from we, uh, we Misery. Never, never so you kind of know a little bit about it, but you know what I'm like. We know enough. You know what I'm saying. Like we don't need, we don't need to see like her being all obsessive about everything else to get the point. Or should I say, or should I say Michael Myers? How they we did a backstory of that. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, but here's the thing: Halloween gave you enough of the backstory of Michael Myers in the first one. Yeah. Whereas you know. Um, but I get what you're saying with Kaiser zombie, and uh, yeah, zombie yeah. expanded it. But I'm I also yeah. don't hate zombies Halloween, which is I know no, and I don't either. Yeah, no, and I don't either. But just kind of just to see what you're saying about like yeah, point is yeah, going down the thinking. rabbit hole a little bit more with these characters. Yeah, like yeah, like for a little bit that makes characters a lot less interesting. I think Willy Wonka could be a lot of that same case. We kind of saw that with the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, just dog shit. Yeah, uh, so I still haven't seen it since the theater. I've seen it a couple times. Yes, I was put on the ghost loop too, um, but here's the thing: I do think that uh, I think that Timothy Chalamet is a great actor. Yeah, I think that he's overall pretty smart about taking his projects. I mean, he has some of his ones where I'm like, eh, okay, that was okay. Uh, but there's nothing I think he's been in that's like downright awful. No, he's pretty consistent. The movies he's been in has been pretty good. Like, I mean, you figure Call Me by Your Name, uh, Lady Bird, a Little Women was good. I mean, like, of course, he wasn't a huge role into that, but still. Still very good in, in the films that he's given. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, I trust his judgment. So, yeah, uh, Wonka is set for release likely in 2023. Uh, also set for release 2023 is Seth Rogen's Ninja Turtles. Uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen's producing, and I think, writing the story or the script for the new, for another Ninja Turtles reboot. This part of Evan Goldberg's attached, and it's going to be directed by Mitchell's and the Machines co-director, or one of the, one of the co-directors from Mitch, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Which getting great reviews, great reviews on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but uh-huh. I know it is connected. That's that. That's where I come from. <laughs> Everyone we saw in that trailer was called Connected. Yeah. Oh, that was that was so dumb. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so this Ninja Turtles getting another reboot. This one's this one's going to be all animated, which 
I think it's probably the right choice. Yeah, you. I think it's the safest choice. But yeah. Uh, you know what? What do you think? What do you think they could do differently with this Ninja Turtles reboot? Do you think that it would be better for them to go, you know, go for like the a, a grittier, more online of the comics? Should they try to make it more fun? Except for someone who like he's of an older, think, of an older person, yeah. he's probably grown up with a lot of Ninja Turtles media. So I think he knows what to do with this property. Probably tiptoe both. I'm sure he watched the uh, probably the series that I grew up watching. Um, so I, hopefully, if he can do like a like a blend of maybe both, stay true to kind of the original, but do the comic, and then you know, I mean, true to the comics and or kind of just like branching it out a little bit more, trying to like you know what I mean, making it more modern. But I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I you know, obviously it's a passion project for him. So obviously, to some you know, obviously him tackling something like this is something he probably has a little bit of you know, obviously love for. So. Hopefully he does a better job than. I mean, the other stuff that we've had, the TMNT, the uh, cartoon, uh, the animated or computerized film or whatever, wasn't that bad. Um, there's other TM, there's uh, other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films weren't that great. Yeah, it's honestly a, pro- a proper better suited for live action or for I'm sorry for animation. Yeah, I agree. Just because, like, yeah, it, it's either you do like the big CGI, which people don't don't jive with, or you do the Big rubber turtle suits with people, which also after a while. Again, again, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get bitched at either way. So it's kind of a double edged sword. No, no uh, pun intended, I guess. Sword. Yeah, so, I don't know. Never. But yeah, uh, again, 2023. That's when this movie's gonna release. I'm definitely curious to see what Rogan and company have in store for us. Also very curious to see a movie getting... Another movie in a franchise. Probably should have been a franchise for a long time now. Russell, we're finally getting another Master and Commander movie. Yeah, because that's what I saw. I just... I literally just... It's funny you mentioned. I literally just saw that on Facebook today and thinking, what the hell? Like, why? Yeah, writer of... Uh, no, right, the writer of uh, uh, Monster Calls and Chaos Walking, Patrick Ness, uh, is going to be Man, doing, I... doing the script for this, but... Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like the first Master and Commander, like it sets itself up like very well to be like it's it's a really good movie. It's and a good movie, but it's a it's it's boring. It's like it's slow. It is a little slow, but like it does it does yeah. leave potential for like a, you know like a ship sailing for kind of like along like months of like a more serious Pirates of the Caribbean. I was just gonna say yeah, like a Pirates of the Caribbean where you could go you could branch out and do other things with it. But yeah, but like like and also we we don't have enough like high sailing adventure franchises right now. No, and, and and honestly, I kind of miss the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Not not like the back end of them, but like kind of how the beginning, like 03, and like just how fun that was. You know what I mean? Those were those were fun films, and it's kind of sad that you know we don't get a whole lot of films like that. You know, kind of what you're saying with them, like being on the sea and then just you know having fun. Uh, Master Commander was okay. Like I said, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I just remember it being really really slow. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, but I do think that <laughs> I do think there's a lot of potential for it. And people have been asking for a Master Commander sequel for a long time. So, or imagine another film in the franchise. I, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you bring Russell Crowe back. If you bring, you get an entirely new crew. Got to keep that cake out of his hand if you're going to bring him back. <laughs> you got to get the cake. You got to take the cake away. <laughs> yeah, this guy cannot. This guy has to look malnourished if he's on a on a on a ship. No more cake. No more cake for you, Russell. Yeah, no more, buddy. You gotta gotta lay off the cake. No more sweets. Uh, but yeah, this movie is uh, nowhere almost coming. But yeah, at some point, we'll, at some point in the future, we will be getting another Master and Commander movie. Uh, more casting news. First of which, uh, the DC Super Pets film, the animated Super Pets movie, which was in development for 
It was announced a while back, but it, like nothing ever came of it. It's like, okay, maybe they stopped. Uh, they haven't. It's still in the works, and they've just cast the lead because, yeah, this guy leads just about everything else. Why the hell not? Dwayne Johnson <laughs> is going to be <laughs> starring as Crypto the Superdog, which is, as people would know, Superman's, Superman's dog. Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm like, sure, you're Black Adam, you're Maui, you're fucking... He- your just released a line of uh, energy drinks, which is which are really good, by the way. Uh, um, yeah, this guy's like on top of the world. Yeah, like, like, like Hollywood will let The Rock do anything. Oh, but I mean, he puts it like even his uh, tequila is really good. Like he always puts 120 percent into everything he, he does. does, though, man. So, like wh- whether you whether you whether you're a fan of him or not, you got to agree. Like he puts he puts in work. No, he's hungry, and that's that's the you know that's the you know the mantra that he he goes by. You know, what I mean, he's he's hungry. He's, you know, he's the first to go, first or you know, first to go, last one to leave. Like he's just very all about business, and that's that's what you have to do to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, no matter when that's releasing, but yeah, I am actually very curious about what this, you know, what 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 this what this super patch movie is going to be because. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. Know who, you probably don't remember this because this is after your time, Russell. But like when I was a kid, they were like Crypto the Superdog had his own cartoon series. Yeah, and, I couldn't even. Don't even remember. Yeah, like they, they have like a series of like other super pets, like yeah, like Ace, uh, Batman's dog. Uh, okay. Like, like yeah, I, I think that like it, it, it could be like a like fun like a fun idea where like you bring like all like the pets of these super character of these like superheroes like you can get like Aquaman's goldfish or Wonder Woman's cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It, it's funny. The only dog movie I know that's coming out. How about the uh, Paw Patrol's m- movie? Paw Patrol, yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I saw the poster in the theater. I was like, "You got to be shitting me." Yeah, no, this is legit happening. I guess. Yeah, Paw Patrol's apparently huge. It is. Like my daughter was in it for a while. I mean, she still watches it here and there. Like, I mean, she likes it okay. But yeah, it's 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 actually really big. You see a lot of people. A lot of kids really like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next piece of cast news. Uh, the Craven the Hunter uh, spin-off movie is set, or solo movie, I should say, is in the works at Sony, and yeah, it looks like they got a lead. It's going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, returning to Marvel, but not in the cinematic universe, which presumably is where he thought he was going. <laughs> it's like, all right, good comeback of Marvel. It's going to be great. What's that, yeah. Sony? <laughs> I wonder if he knows. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that Craven the Hunter, he... He's the guy who's kind of like the ultimate. He ultimate hunter. He prides himself on being take, able to take down any game, which is why he gets an infatuation with Spider-Man, which doesn't work here. But yeah, you know, Sony knows. But now I'm not gonna say that. Sony knows things that they're gonna try. They're gonna look. They're gonna, Sony's gonna try and do this no matter what. So <laughs> gotta yeah. work with it. But uh, yeah, um, Craven. I, my curious thing is like, who's who's he gonna fight? Is he gonna be, be hunting Venom or? <laughs> Like, is, he, is he hunting people in his own country? Like I, I don't know who Craven fights in his own movie. Yeah, uh, that I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know you, you don't even you don't even read comics. You're just like, what the, fuck? what the fuck? No, I'm just going along for the ride, Jazz. This is the, it's the it's fun to be this way, you know. It's just, you know whatever's thrown out in front of me. Sure, I'll go see it. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's go. Craven, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's fun to get a little bit of backstory on it. And I think that's where we bridge gaps, you know, with our age too, and the fact that you you're into that, you know, into the the funny books as you always say, and books. I just really just kind of just. I'm okay with not reading it. Um, yeah, I, it's always I always go into things so surprised that people are like, oh yeah, I saw that because they re- you know read the comics and they they know what's going on. Me, I'm just like, what the hell? Like it's it's fun to try to piece it together though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'm again, 
I think Craven the Hunter is probably a, he's a villain I want the Spider-Man fight and movie for a long time, and looks like he's not doing that. But you know, we're gonna see Craven in a movie. It's that, 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 that's almost just as cool, right? Right? I don't know. But <laughs> we'll see when this Craven movie comes out. Uh, but something that I do think is interesting is uh, Issa Rae has been cast in Spider-Verse 2. Uh, she's the first officially confirmed new cast member. Uh, this will continue the adventures of Miles Morales. Uh, and she's going to be playing Spider-Woman, which is mean, pretty self-explanatory. She's, she's the woman who gets bit by a spider who's not Gwen Stacy. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she's she's the only other confirmed cast member along with uh, Shmeek Moore, who's going to be playing Miles Morales again, and uh, Haley Seinfeld is going to be playing Gwen Stacy once again. Uh, I'm very curious to see what other versions of Spider-Man companies like this. Russell, there's so many versions of Spider-Man they could put in this movie again. Yeah, uh, Japanese Spider-Man is one I definitely love to see because I don't know if you know this, Russell, but there's a period where like it was Marvel was broke and they had to like sell a bunch of their properties. They, yeah. s- they temporarily sold the rights to Spider-Man to this Japanese company. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they made a TV show around it. It was so goddamn weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, the, Spider- the, Sp- the Japanese Spider-Man show is amazing. If you, seen, if you haven't seen Japanese Spider-Man, everybody go watch it right now. I'll have to look it up on YouTube. But, yeah, no. Um, I'm very curious to see like, if they bring back anyone up from the first movie because, I mean, I love some more Spider-Ham. I think they're definitely setting up for, they're definitely setting up for Oscar Isaac's character to come back, Spider-Man 2099. Wouldn't mind seeing Nick Cage again. Bring yeah, bring back Nick Cage. But yeah, like, oh, yeah. So uh, bring, I, I want Ben Riley in this movie. Like Ben Riley, yeah. he's he's Scarlet Spider. He's one of my aside Peter Parker, my favorite version of Spider Man is Ben Riley. Because like he's like the hard the hardcore version of Spider Man. I think I think he's awesome. So I think there's so much, but yeah, uh, Spider Verse two coming, and I'm very curious, Russell. Do you think this could recapture the same success and glory of the first <laughs> one? Because keep in mind, this is gonna be like the fourth movie, be, fourth comic, major comic movie be doing multiverse. We have this. We have the Spider-Man No Way Home. You have The Flash and you have Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I mean, the success of the first one was so unexpected, I think. You know what I mean? To replicate that would be, I mean, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard task for sure, but I think that the, the people that, you know, I know I, I really loved watching it. Like, even Ella enjoyed watching it. So if you can if you can capture that from what you had in the first one into the Spider-Verse, I don't see why you can't, you know, garner the same success that you had. But it's, it's definitely going to be some work to do that, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, that was one of those unexpected hits. Those are those are hard to replicate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's set for a release sometime in, I believe, 2022. Yeah, 2022. Damn, four years after the first. So that makes sense. That, that animation probably takes a little while. Uh, but that animation is so beautiful, though. It's, 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 it's worth the wait, honestly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next piece of news we're talking about is uh, Creed may have found his next adversary. Jonathan Majors is in talks to star in Creed 3. No word on whether or not he's uh, who he's playing, but Jonathan Majors you may recognize from Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I've been a champion of for two years. Uh... He's on Lovecraft County, in which he's fantastic. He was in. Oh, he's not in it. He was supposed to be in Trial of Chicago Seven. He got. He had to drop out. But yeah, uh, he's currently set to play Kane the Conqueror, Ant Man, the Wasp. He's a dude who is on the major come up, and I now he's potentially fighting against Creed. Uh, now, I've seen a lot of people say like, "Oh, Clubber Lang's son." I'm like, no, because one, Rocky's not in this film, so him yeah. fighting Clubber Lang's son would have no significance. And also, yeah, you. Gotta do your own thing now. I don't. I don't want to see him fighting any more sons, 
unless, yeah. unless he's fighting another Creed. Yeah. Because something I think would be smart to do is the first two Creeds are very much about like fatherhood, right? Yeah. So I think what Creed could say something interesting might be about being about motherhood. Like I think it'd be really interesting to have like this guy be another one of uh, Creed, another one of Apollo's Ill- illegitimate sons. But yeah. he, I, I want him to be like all, I want to be like the anti Adonis. Like he's all the yeah. negative. Like things. he's the opposite. Yeah. He, he's he's like everything he would have been if Mary yeah. Alice found him. Yeah. I think I think that'd be phenomenally interesting. Or you could connect it to the uh, Fast and the Furious and make it about family. Make it about family. You know? <laughs> so I, 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 come on, that was a good segue. You were talking about brotherhood and fatherhood. I'm like, yep, let's do it. Just fight Tyrese. Just fight Tyrese. <laughs> fight while driving a car. Let's fight do it. Let's get crazy, while... man. <laughs> box the car. Dude, let's do it. Or box somebody while in the car. Box okay, somebody while great. in the car. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you're going you're, you're gonna to box the actual car. Oh, well, hey, let's do it. But yeah, Creed Three, uh, ramping up. Michael B. Jordan, of course, set to direct it, make his directorial debut with this film. Again, kind of following in the footsteps of Stallone. Uh, what do you think about the addition of Jonathan Majors possibly being his next adversary? Well, I know you've been on you've been on board, obviously, with the last Black Man in San Francisco. You've you know you've been raving about that ever since you saw it. So I, that, that's not a surprise. You would sing praises of him, but um, no, I, I like I love the first two Creed movies. You know, I would probably. They both have their moments. They're both really good films. This is going to be something different seeing, you know, Michael B. Jordan behind the lens now. But I think if he learned enough from, you know, Stallone in the first couple, you know, um, you know, the first couple films and with Coogler and stuff like that, I think, you know, I think he could knock that out. And so again, I'm, if, if he, I'm hoping. If he needs pointers, he's got Coogler on speed now, so it's fine. It's no, fine. and that's the thing. So, like, to me, and he, he's passionate about this, obviously, so he wants to do this. He likes that character. So, obviously, it's somebody who's going to try to do everything they can to, you know, not, you know, disappoint the fans that have been part of the Rocky franchise and the Creed franchise. Yeah, no world on Creed 3 is coming out, but it uh, could, could be interesting distribution of this because something I forgot to add to the list. Uh, holy shit, MGM got bought. Yeah, we yeah. Amazon made it, it yeah. official. M- they now own MGM. Yeah, kind of wild to see all those like major classic studios get bought like this. Man, we're just in a day and age of monopoly now. It's 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 everybody landing on Boardwalk and Park Place. Like I said, you know, you you land on it, you got to hurry up and buy it, man. I mean, it's one of those opportunities you see, you got to take. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of unfortunate. I don't want to see these small. Uh, production studios go though. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I wanted yeah. to still, I still want it to be relatively competitive. I don't want it to be like one, you know, kind of like Lord of the Rings, one one ring to rule them all type shit. You know what I mean? That's yeah, not I mean, fun. D- Disney's buying Fox, Amazon's yeah. buying MGM. D- Warner's got a horrible new logo. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Warner, oh my god, it, dude! The Warner's go ahead and, logo. Go ahead and send them my way. Let's let's uh, let's talk about horrendous. it. Let's see what we got. Yeah. So uh, after the Discovery merger, they announced their new, their new name, the new, the new logo. This. Like, but I mean, it's it's cra- it's crazy because like how many times we've seen the WB logo in so many iconic films. You know what I mean? Like Russell, like this is this is gonna seem like a joke. It's not. This uh, is their actual logo. I can't. I don't want to look. Are you fucking serious? No, that's literally it. It looked like somebody went on a PowerPoint and made the fucking yeah, like, Warner Brothers it, Discovery. It, it, do you know, remember PowerPoint? Like, when they, you could do that kind of shit? Yeah. 
Oh, that looks awful. Oh, it's so so bland. I sh- so bland. Should, I shouldn't even. I shouldn't even open it. <laughs> Damn it! And I'm just just disappointed. If I didn't open it, maybe it'd go away. I ruined. I ruined. You ruined my day. What? Why the hell would they like? Why? Why did you just stick with what you've had? You know, it's so iconic yeah. to see the WB and that. Uh, not like a diamond, but like a you know what I mean. Yeah, they're probably gonna keep the, like the shield, but they're probably gonna keep the WB like logo. But this is gonna be like a side. Thing. At least, at least I hope they, I hope they keep the. At least I hope they keep it. They Look, just put put that bullshit on the bottom in real small print or something, man. <laughs> Seriously, like like yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, next and last two sort of talking about actually involve the same director, which is I find semi interesting. Um, well, it's. Castings for two Chad Stahelski movies, first of which is John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, we had they had some minor casting, but no one I really recognized. The biggest one by far is what who's going to be John Wick's kind of partner in crime this time around. Donnie Yen is going to be Uh-oh. in the next John Wick film. Now, before you think, according to reports, he's not going to be a be- not going to be the villain. What he's going to be is he's going to be one of John's old friends who has a lot who he has lots of contacts in the high table and has a lot of enemies in the high table. So it's kind of so it looks like John Wick 4 could be like a Keanu Donnie Yen buddy movie. Just less jokes. But probably some yeah. jokes. But no yeah, like Donnie Yen I think has done a great job of like bursting into the mainstream. Uh, at least at least for at least for, Ameri- at least for Americans. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I agree. He's done he's done so much work though. Crazy how much stuff he's done. Dude was dude's obviously huge in he's huge in Hong Kong, uh, but most most do the Ip Man film. But yeah, he did uh, you know Rogue One and Mulan and so many other and he's lined up for so many other movies because and Triple X and Blade Two, but that was earlier. But yeah, he's, he's done a great job of just like kind of asserting himself, like hey yo, I can I can be remarkable in America too. And people, I think people are starting to recognize him. I think that I think that's great because I like Donnie Yen. He's a kick ass yeah, martial no, artist. I, I he's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and next one, Russell. Uh, Chad Southwick been talking about Highlander reboot for the longest time, but it looks oh like boy. he could be, he could be, could be starting because oh he has his star, and I think it's hilarious because there's one more thing he'll do instead of Man of Steel too. Henry Cavill is going to star as the new Connor McCloud in Highlander. Still gonna get a Man of Steel too. I'm still holding hope here. Still no, holding yeah, Henry hope. Cav- Henry Cavill is like the Aaron Rodgers for WB. Like he'll do, like he'll do anything. Like he, he will, he'll go be in The Witcher. <laughs> he'll do Highlander. He'll host your Jeopardy. He'll host Jeopardy. <laughs> Whatever you want him he to will do. do. He will do anything, but go play Superman again. Yeah, you need you need a host for the Kids Awards on Nickelodeon. Sure, get Henry Cavill. Get Henry Why not? Cavill. But no, yeah, I do think Highlander... Like, Highlander is a franchise I've always thought it's been perfect for a reboot just because the premise itself is, is I, I think, is amazing. You know, the idea of these, yeah. immortal, these immortal beings coming and just trying to fight out, fight out to be the last immortal being. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Henry Cavill is someone who I think is... I, I've, look, I, I've kind of come around on him. I, I just think he wasn't a great actor. I think that under... I think it's because I didn't like him under Zack Snyder's direction, but I've seen him under in, under other people, which he's been he's been really good. Like yeah, he's a good. He's I've I've Fallout. always thought he was good, though, like, but yeah, like that's Fallout, just me being biased. Uh, that's just me being hardcore biased because yeah. I love Superman. But like like Fallout, he's fantastic. He's yeah. really he's really funny in Enola Holmes. He's got a lot of fun moments in that film. Um, but yeah, you, you know you you, th- you see him leading the next Highlander film. Looks like he's trying to like make him a fantasy actor, but still a fantasy actor because he's also doing the the Witcher. Oh, with show. the Witcher, Witcher too, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know, man. Like, if the success, I mean, who knows? Like, because The Witcher's really loved on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I know a lot of people, you know, they've renewed it for multiple seasons, didn't they? I think, yeah, I think it's been renewed already for three seasons. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's obviously doing well enough to where they're like, hey, this guy's pretty good, you know what I mean? And he's been getting, he's still, the guy's still working, so it's it's not short of talent or anything like that. So, like, when you get him in a, you know, in a franchise that's beloved like that, though I didn't really, I mean, I don't even know, I really haven't even seen many of the Highlander films. I Honestly, I, I could, like, I could tell you who's in them, but I just don't remember really much about them. But, um, you're not, you're not yeah, missing, if you get hit. Much. You're not missing much from the, from the No, and it's, it's, like I said, you know, I know they were big, and a lot of people, you know, like, people my age obviously like that nostalgic stuff and you know, obviously being in the eighties and stuff like that. But yeah, I think if he can do it, why not? You know, and then that brings up, uh, that brings kind of like what we, you know, uh, you know, just in general talk about like with like bringing eyes to the old franchise coming to the new franchise. You know what I mean? I think it should, it could be fun. Who knows? I just, I just think of the, the line from Ricky Bobby. I saw the Highlander movie. It was shit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no one when Highlander's doing. No one, well, no one when, when Highlander's coming out just because Stahelski's still working on John Wick's four and five, which is uh-huh. back to back. I imagine he'll jump off pretty soon because this is something he's been excited about. But uh, John Wick Chapter Four is well, it was set for a release this year. That's not happening now. Uh, <laughs> set for a release now of May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Probably gonna crush because people love these movies now. Oh yeah. Uh, now that's good. Then that's gonna do it for Notorious News. We now move on to the movie of the week. Now this week, Russell, our theme was movie celebrating their twenty fifth anniversary. Yes, that's that. That is math. Yes, twenty fifth anniversary, nineteen ninety six. So, oh yeah. So many options. Thank Christ, the English patient didn't win. I was not looking for really, it again. Was really pulling for it. I wanted to revisit, but you know, of course, I knew as soon as we put this one on, I knew it was. I knew this one well, was this, the one this, that was going to win. This was all you. This one was all you. But uh, regardless, uh, we we're talking 1996 Scream, uh, seminal horror film of the 90s, and uh, we have a great guest to talk about this with. Uh, you may recognize this lady from Popcorn Talk. So happy to have her here, Miss Carrie Lane. Carrie, how are you doing tonight? Oh, good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, English Patient. That'd be a very different show discussion. <laughs> And he's still and he's still burned and he's still in bed <laughs> and he's still in bed. Right. Um, but yeah, no, we brought you on to talk about Nightmare the Scream. Now, uh, before we actually get into the movie, I want you to, uh, you know, I want you to talk about if if you can recall, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. I I probably saw. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I probably saw it maybe in college once the second or third one came out i went back and like just watched them all together and so i've been a little while and i just rewatched it to be like all right let's see how well it stands up and i wanted it fresh in my memory uh so yeah i've seen it like twice but the first time was a while ago and the second time was just the other day yeah uh russell what was the first time you saw scream i'm I'm gonna we're gonna date myself uh Yeah. yeah i saw when it came out in theaters uh, I think my dad and I went and saw it. I was 14, so that ages me. Um, I remember seeing it, and obviously, we'll talk about it, but obviously build with, like, Drew Barrymore. So he's like, oh, this chick's going to, you know, Drew Barrymore's going to be the main, you know, star in the film, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, we saw how that worked out. Anyway, um, I remember seeing it several times after, and then I've seen it, I've probably seen this movie probably at least, I would say at least 20 times. I, I, I would, oh, wow. Uh, guess, yeah. I was big into it. I loved it. Um, I loved the... Um, 
subsequent sequels minus the third one. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, get a little, I'm gonna get a little hate for this one. Uh, I, uh, I saw this. Well, I saw this on either DVD. No, I, I didn't see it on DVD. No one I know owns this. I probably saw it on Netflix for the first time. And oh, wow. I did, I did Jeez. see this. I did see this post scary movie. I saw that one what? first. Yeah, it, it was. It was oh, on. It was on on okay. Netflix. And see, I remember seeing one of the scary movies in the theater, though. I don't, I don't, was it three? Yeah. Was it three? <laughs> probably. Maybe I'm like I don't even remember, but yeah, I saw those. Which, uh, I mean, Scream. Even if you've never seen it, is so much a part of pop culture that you would recognize the mask. You'd recognize the concept. Absolutely. And even in rewatching it, I was like, I think I know who did it. I think, but I don't remember the motivation. And let's see. And even that is interesting. How they deal with that later on too. And I was gonna say, a quick question. We're assuming anybody who's listening right now, you've all seen it, right? I mean, we, 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 we're beyond asking. So. We're beyond asking at this point. I, I hope so. Okay. you're like, wait. In case you haven't seen uh, it, uh, massive spoilers <laughs> ahead because we're going to go into everything. Yeah. Like we do in every show, we're going to deep dive into this movie. So let's not waste more time. Let's get into it. This is Scream. Uh, funny enough, Scary Movie was actually the original title for this movie, for this film, which I think would have been, I think it would have been a little what too a much. Awesome. That would have been a little too much. What a, what a callback, though. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, right off the bat, we meet what we assume is going to be our yeah. main character, how the movie was marketed. We meet Drew Barrymore as Casey Becker. She's, you know, your average teen. She's hanging out. She's popping Jiffy Pop, which is something I don't think anybody's ever actually bought. Yeah, no way. I'm doing. like on the stove. I mean, there are mm, some people are really into that. Also, I'd want to start this with too. almost everyone who's 18. We need like air quotes on that because pretty much everybody <laughs> is mid to early 20s. Which, no disrespect for that. But in watching this, I'm like, yeah. they are not teenagers. I don't buy it at all. If you had put this in college, I probably would have bought it better and been like, yeah, totally. Oh, and even sure. like the relationship between. Uh, the two main characters between Skeet and uh, Nev Campbell, yeah, totally would buy it, even if they were in college. But yeah. high school, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's a stretch. This is, is kind of like callbacks. Well, like, it's one of the classic Hollywood thing, but uh, Russell, I think like callback to Friday Night Lights, where everyone uh, in high school is clearly like 26. Absolutely, man. Age doesn't exist in high school. It's just one of those things you just go with it, man. It's like, okay, yeah. these are like, high school. All I'm right, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, movie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that, sure. <laughs> We're like, sure. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah, we, and, that's okay, good. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually just looked it up too. Nev Campbell was 22 years old in about 1995, which is probably when they started filming it. Okay. Maybe even before that. So maybe we'd say she's 2021. 20, and I'm like, wow. okay, she's supposed to be like, like, can we pretend they're seniors? <laughs> like, yeah, oh. that's, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they got held back a few years. You know? Yeah. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we meet we meet, okay. we, we okay. meet we meet Casey. She's hanging out. She's by herself. She gets a call from this stranger, and you know they keep they keep she keeps calling her. He keeps calling her back, and immediately that brings that you know it starts you know raising some questions. Just like okay, who is this? Why are they calling? He's saying it's a wrong number, but it's very clearly not a wrong number. You meant to do this, but we want to know why. Very, very reminiscent of um, Bob Clark's Black Christmas from '74, which was many people credit as one of the original slasher films. Yeah. But yeah, like that, they, Wes Craven does a great job at instantly building up, you know, building up some tension here, because like the voice itself, I think I can't remember the guy's name, 
but it's it is Roger Jackson thank with you. his phone voice. Yeah, thank you, Ooh. thank you, Carrie. But yeah, <laughs> Roger Jackson, I don't think gets enough credit for his voice as Ghostface because, like, he the second you hear him, like, his his way of stretching out words. What's your favorite scary movie? He he instantly puts you in a state of okay, I'm on edge. The sort the act's gonna drop. I don't know how. But I also do want to give credit to Drew Barrymore. Like we're gonna say, like she doesn't have a lot of screen time here, but like with with not much screen time, she makes an impact. She he per- perfectly portrays that state of like terror and just absolute fear from a telephone, which is yeah. even more impressive. No, it sets the tone for the whole entire film. I mean, that opening ten minutes of the film sets the tone for the whole entire rest of the film. I think you know, you know Drew Barrymore obviously is seasoned vet and you know an actor. I think she just you know, tremendous. And I love the voice. It's so synonymous with Scream, obviously, you know, what's your favorite scary movie? You can hear, you can just hear it in your head, you know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just great. I do like that. She starts trying to lock the doors, which I'm sorry, that would have been done already in my home. I'm like, Oh my gosh, so much anxiety watching that. And I grew up with a house with a, our living room and our TV room had big windows like that too no curtains and i'm all dude you're done you are done anybody could break through a window who cares if you lock the door grab a weapon and go find a like hunker down spot (laughs) no she kind of just hides in this corner by the tv and i'm just like you're at least smart at one point when you grabbed a knife but you got you got you got got a nine for effort but a two for the hiding spot yes yes but yeah so basically he challenges he challenges casey to a Scary movie. It's basically like scary movie trivia to save your life, and also yeah, the okay. life of his of her boyfriend <laughs> Steve. Who, poor Steve. That that boy. He didn't get. He didn't. He didn't get a line. He didn't do nothing. He just. He just got yeah. there. He just got there and got slit. Funny thing is though, uh, the, the, one of the questions he asked her is, "Who was the killer in, the, in Friday the Thirteenth? And he's like, yeah. "Jason." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Drew Barrymore." And he's like, eh, wrong. But you forget, but you forget, yeah. You forget the first Mm -hmm. one was the mom, it was Mrs. Voorhees, man. That's that's another thing. I hadn't seen Friday the 13th before I saw this movie. Oh. Oh. (laughs) But it's funny, though, because I had had obviously already seen Friday the 13th, and I was already like, Jason, you know, without even thinking about it, because, you know, who's who's the synonymous killer in a Friday the 13th franchise? It's Jason Voorhees, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and even watching it, I'm like, oh, it's Jason. And then when she, he's like, oh, shit, I totally, you know, I, I remember, but I just forgot in that moment. And it's like, Casey did the same exact thing. I guarantee you, like, all of us did watching it for the first time. Like, shit, it, wa- it was Mrs. Voorhees was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she loses that round, but she gets the bonus. So Steve gets asked, but she gets the bonus round. Her question is, which door am I standing at? <laughs> Her response is, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of this house. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the j- <laughs> doesn't, doesn't help, though, because she... Like she she gets out of the house, proceeds to keep looking in the window. Like, like girl, oh. run, run, yes, yeah. run! Oh my gosh, when she's on that porch and she yeah. sees like her parents' car driving up, I was like, why are you not running to the car? Why are you not running to the car? Like, what are you doing? Is it just me or on the rewatch? Is that car feel like it's a lot closer than it is, but it's not? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel it, like it feels like it's down the block, but it's like a mile away. <laughs> but it's like, dude, yeah. this. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this car's like turning into the driveway soon, like really, really soon, and they stretch it out. I feel like, you know what I mean? It looks like almost like a vineyard or something. That almost she could run down one of those yeah. rows and make it to the car before it turns up. But then you're just like, oh wait, is this going to be another horror movie where someone's in the car? Because that happens in another movie out there. So it's like, oh no. So that made me nervous, but. Yeah. Nope, she doesn't make. Well, she tries to run. She she sort of. she tries. She gets pretty far, but Ghostface is in this scene at least pretty agile. 
So we, we yes. see the first look at our iconic killer. And yeah, you are going to go through this. Like, I, I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, people had, like, I saw tons of ghost face for Halloween. Like, that oh, look is just, mm-hmm. it's strange. It's, it's simplistic. It's not a, an yeah. elaborate costume. Yeah. But I, it's I, I, you, yeah. you remember it. You remember it. It's kinda like it's kinda like Michael Myers, where like it's yeah. not super yeah. complicated, but it's just like the simplicity of it and like the iconography of it, you you recognize it and it's effective at, at what it's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the the Halloween after the movie came out, it was it was huge. I remember like we're in middle school at the time, so obviously like we're in like what time eighth, seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, I remember yeah, that was it was everywhere for Halloween. Yeah, so uh, Drew Barrymore gets axed. The duty pop is on fire. The house is probably going to burn down at some point. And yeah, like the big, arguably the biggest young star of the movie. I have another story about the biggest star of the movie when we get there. But arguably the biggest young star of the movie gets axed in the first 10 minutes. Again, again, the thing you you see in this film is like Wes Craven, obviously a big horror guy. He throws homages to a lot of classic, you know, iconic horror films. Like this feels like a condensed version of Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock Psycho. Whereas, yeah. instead of ha- but instead of having her <laughs> live for the first 30 minutes, he acts her off in the first 10. Yeah, and then they even, even Drew Barrymore's mom that comes in, this is a nod to, uh, obviously, to Halloween, but he goes, the the dad tells the mom to get in the car and drive down to the McKenzie's. If you remember, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character told the kids to go down to the McKenzie's, so it was kind of, uh, given a nod to the 78 classic, obviously, which, again, I love... I love like this homage to horror films that Craven's Craven does so effectively in this whole entire film. Well, and it's nice too, cause it's super meta the entire movie and like just respecting previous horror films, but not so particular to alienate your audience. Because if you didn't know what that was, you're not sitting there being confused of like, Oh, do yeah. I need to know this reference? Yeah. But if you've seen it, you're like, Oh, Hey, there's that Easter egg. And even also a side note, too, with that first kill, I mean, the boyfriend kind of, but with Drew Barrymore's death, it kind of sets the stage for how it's gory, but not exactly because he stabs her, but it's not really, you know, we look more up at the killer than at her, which is kind of cool of that you get some of the practical effects, but not so much that we go, all right, all right, we get it uh, to be too corny or whatnot like it's just enough to be interesting and leave you wanting more which later there's a lot more blood absolutely and like the, 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 the shot alone of hers hanging from the tree with like her yeah. like split open it's like, i just like oh how, my god oh i like how the cameras rush that we we're like we're we're meant to see it at really fast time it's and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden bam bam cue uh, the title scream i i love how craven does that i think that that's really effective in setting again setting the tone for this whole entire film absolutely with and it's also like scary but fun too because even the killer's voice it's creepy but at like drew's character we're kind of like okay this is kind of interesting we're a little intrigued like tell me more but then it's like oh no 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 this is very serious so it kind of really jumps back and forth between being fun but then oh wait this is serious and deadly absolutely so we then meet our actual main character uh Sydney, I'm, I'm almost said Nancy for a second. No, that's that's uh, <laughs> Friday. Th- that's oh, that, no, I'm sorry. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm getting my horror mixed up. Uh, we get my character Sydney played by Nev Campbell. Which correct me if I'm wrong. This is the same year as The Craft, isn't it? Or was Craft year before? I think Craft was the year. Was the year after? Was it? Wasn't Craft '96 or was Craft '95? I think Craft was '96. Yeah. So Nev Campbell, huge '96. Yeah. 
Oh, but she was also in Party of Five too, so she was she already was Party kind of, of out. She she was already kind of out there. So it was funny because Jennifer Love Hewitt was also in, it, and then she went to star in horror films. I thought that was kind of funny. And it's the same thing with Lacey uh, Chabert too. Oh yeah, that's right. She she just started yeah. horror films. Uh, but yeah, she's the, our actual main character and her boyfriend Billy Loomis, played by Skeet Ulrich. Presumably only here because Johnny Depp said no. Oh, you can tell they're going totally oh, yeah. going. Totally oh, yeah. going for Johnny Depp and Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Like the whole entire character, his the white shirt, the like the greased hair and stuff like that. It's totally going for the Johnny Depp. Character. Oh, vibe even posture too. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's the dollar store version. And look, yeah. I I love I love Skeet Ulrich. I watched every episode <laughs> of Jericho. Yeah. I lo- I watched every episode of Jericho, but you cannot yeah. look at him and think, no, yeah, you're the guy they get with Johnny Depp passes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he, he was he was a little too old this time, but. Come on, he could he got a pass for he was eighteen. I looked it up, and I think he was about twenty five ish. He could have passed for eighteen. Uh, he yeah. has a little bit more baby face, and that's the other fun one too. I'd say fashion and makeup uh, passes enough. You know, those trends come back and all. Uh, but yeah. some of the like relationship stuff, I really like that. Wes Craven is just so smart at putting this in because even the nod to like, oh, our relationship was rated R going to NC-17 and then she says, pivots it and goes, okay, well, you settled for PG-13, which that's just like a funny and relatable thing of like, okay, they love movies, but damn, he is pressuring her so much. Y'all consent is Oh, it's painful to watch. I'm like, oh. The boy wants laid bad. You can totally tell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want someone who says yes enthusiastically, not just who goes okay. <laughs> not, 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 not under duress. But you can yeah. tell. That, you, but you can totally tell that she's based on the Jamie Lee Curtis character. Obviously, she got the Laurie Strode vibes. Obviously, I mean, like the the good wholesome girl, the the virgin esque. You know, you're obviously what would be a you know a staple in horror films. Like you're you know your picturesque, your poster child for your your franchise, and obviously Nev Campbell was that. <laughs> Yeah. And they, they treat it interesting in the film enough, like their relationship, which kind of fast forward to, but like when they have, they have a conversation about him saying, oh, you've been so essentially frigid after her mom was murdered. And I'm like, dude, you were such an asshole. Yeah. Like your woman, your lady is traumatized. Pump the brakes. If you really want that relationship to go on, which he clearly doesn't, there's ulterior motives, but in, I, it's cool that the movie addresses this, and it's interesting to watch now too. And oh, I just wanted to smack him. <laughs> like, stop it! <laughs> no, bad Billy. Yeah. Whack. You need the squirt bottle. Back, bad, bad kitty. <laughs> Back out the window. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we go to school the next day. We basically, meet the mess. The rest of our teen cast. We have uh, Tatum, played by Rose McGowan. Uh, we have her boyfriend, Stu, played up by Matthew Lillard, who I'll have a lot more to say <laughs> about later in the movie. And uh, Randy, who is my, my favorite. favorite character. My favorite. Absolutely. My favorite oh. character, for sure. Love love Randy. I was a big in the... Uh, I mean, before, too, like in the 90s and 2000s, I really liked Matthew Lillard. I'm like, no, I still do. He's so over the top in this movie. Especially oh. later on. It's... Oh, man. Also, I don't know if anybody watching this movie now notices. Oh, my goodness. Especially at the beginning, these shots are so close to the people that I'm, like, physically backing up when I'm watching it. Like, can we (laughs) just back up the camera just a smidge? And so many of the fade to blacks feel like commercial break. 
And I'm like, wow, yeah. I don't think I noticed this the first time I watched it, but now I'm like, this is so close. And commercial break. Wow. Yeah, okay. That's, that, that, that's 90s editing in a nutshell. So many, oh, so yeah. much, so much fade to black. So much fade yes. to black. And, and right at the right moments of like, and we can take a pause now. <laughs> Screen, we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah, catch your breath. These, these catch your breath. We'll be back. <laughs> and these characters are so over the top, so seeing them so close is even more like, whoa. Whoa, I am, like, right up in your face. Yeah, so we basically have our archetypes, you know. Uh, Tatum is the, how should I describe her? The loose girl of the movie. She, you know, she's, she's the more free spirit of them. Uh, you know, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy is, the, is the, you know, the, the other one, the one who's not with anybody. And I guess Lillard's the, the funny, kind of, a, kind of you know, cynical, sarcastic guy. Yeah. Some, something He's he a prankster. He is the prankster. Yeah, yeah he'd be the, the troublemaker, yeah, chaotic plate. I mean, it's one of those, if you're in on it, it probably would be more fun, but if you're the recep- recipient of it, not so much. He's like, dude, come yeah, on. He could, he, he could come off as an asshole, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, so this is our main copy character. We also get to meet uh, another one who, she's introduced like in passing, but she becomes a ma- major part of this movie and this series. Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox. Who coming off uh, of like, yeah. the one-two punch of this and Friends of the '90s really like super <laughs> really elevated her to star status. I mean, we talked about her last week on our last episode, yeah. of Match of the Universe. That was kind of her introduction to Courtney Cox, that and Bruce Springsteen yeah. videos. But then we also, but then she also got you know she got Friends in '94 and she got Scream Ace Ventura this year and her, Ace Ventura. Yeah. So yeah, like she yeah. she came she came up in the mid '90s. And she was huge. And but like I she is she is fantastic because she is someone you. We want to talk about like smacking Billy Loomis. Gail Weathers in this movie <laughs> has no chill, like none she whatsoever. She has that neon green power suit when you first meet that uh, character, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is painful. And also, bad hair. Yeah, that hair with those chunky uh, highlights. Mm, uh, I'll admit, I had chunky highlights too, but you know, who didn't? Doesn't work with her. Yeah. Uh, also, I'd say side note for listeners. So I, I've been working at a news station. So watching the news people, air quotes on some of these, is so much funnier now, too. Because she's like, are we live? And I'm like, I don't think it would really work like that. You would, you, would, <laughs> you would know, and there'd be a delay, and they wouldn't go to you that way. You mean, I would have bought it more if they're like, are we rolling? So she has it recorded that she can upload the footage later or something. I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's Actually, you wouldn't even upload it. You would like have to drive it back. They probably are hard copy in the 90s. It's just, it's so funny. It's like TV show though. It's like, so TV show though. Like she's like, uh, she's like, uh, you know, a news, news journalist out right out of, you know, a TV sitcom. Yeah. And then I think there's another, there's a lady later, just some incidental character who she's in front of the bus and has a microphone, but there's no microphone flag on it to indicate like what news network she is with. And that even looks kind of silly. It's like, wait, this is a small town. They would all have their specific labels on who they are. And so it's just, I mean, it, look, you buy it enough as a viewer, but, you know, look, once she, you've done something, an, you go. Mm-hmm. She's such an institution in Woodsboro. People don't, don't need to know what channel she's working yeah. with. They already know. I don't know who yeah. that person yeah. is, but Woodsboro, well, they and already also she know. Said she, she says she's something more like tabloids, not tabloids, but she says something later, too. She's not quite like a regular news outlet because she, she's talking to the cameraman, <laughs> RIP, of just, of, oh, <laughs> I'm going to... Invest. I'm gonna. Can I be an investigative journalist? Being, you know, tabloid something. I forget what the word was, but it was like sure. Yeah, 
But anyways, uh, yeah, we find yeah. out later in that movie that, uh, like, like, like you said, Carrie, Sydney's mom was like this. This is the biggest murder in this town since Sydney's mom got murdered. I think the year prior, she was mm-hmm. murdered pretty brutally, and they never caught the guy who did it. So that that's you know, like I like, like I like the way Craven plants ideas like that in this movie. But then mm-hmm. Sydney gets a call from Ghostface, and you're like, oh shit, she's gonna be the next victim. But you know what Sydney does? She Sydney's smart about things. Like she she's like, I'm not yeah. gonna wait for you coming. I'm a ch- I'm a challenge your ass. Like <laughs> so I'm at the front door. She goes outside. <laughs> no, you're not. No, she, no. He doesn't say front door. He says, I'm at your door. She goes outside. Like ha, nice try. He's like I didn't say the front door. <laughs> and yeah. like, he busts out the closet like the Kool Aid Man or some shit. Oh, and then she's on the front porch like, what am I doing now? And she's picking her nose. Picking her nose, yeah. Uh, I wish she had a little bit more i mean i definitely great resourcefulness on her fighting back but i would think if like my mom was attacked and killed i'd be running to the nearest martial arts the self-defense studio and be like i want to be trained to whoop ass which i'm pretty sure you get she gets even better as the series goes on but she's pretty resourceful what she has because we got that call back to the bedroom door and the closet door at her room which i was like ooh, i like that yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, like that. Like that was a really smart play. But something I I notice on rewatches of Scream, uh, Ghostface, he's kind of a klutz. Like he's, he's like yes. a stormtrooper. He's like a stormtrooper. He's like a stormtrooper or Indiana yeah. Jones. He gets yeah. his ass kicked constantly. Dude, yeah, he gets. Yeah. Wouldn't that be more they? But yes. Oh, they. Yeah. But, yeah. It's true. They're both. both do. Yeah. Yeah. They, they both. They both do. I, I, I guess it's kind of hard to see in that mask, but. It is kind of funny just watching Ghostface just get his ass handed to him by like literally anything and everything. Yeah. But does that make it more believable though? Because no, it does. you know, if he was perfect, it would be like, all right, whatever, I don't believe it. And yeah, it's I, more it's more humanist. I mean, it's more human. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't be ultra, you know, killer. You can't be like, look at the believability of Friday the Thirteenth, or you know what I mean? You you trip yeah. and fall. I mean, come on, he's walking. He's not going to catch you. Like, no, come exactly. On. And I, and I, I think about that. I thought about you know, like you think yeah. like like you said, like Friday the Thirteenth or Michael Myers, where yeah. or like Halloween, where Michael Myers and Jason move with absolutely no urgency. No, <laughs> they, like, they, I love those videos with them training on the off season. It's Michael Myers on a treadmill, real slow walking. Just walking. Just walking. <laughs> like, it's they're like zombies. You're gonna get tired, and they're gonna catch up to you by the time you're tired. Exactly. Yeah. No, like, they, they, like they they don't they don't stop. But yeah, I, I think that it's it's kind it is kind of like you know the it's it's the it's the meta commentary on you know like what if like what if like a real person was doing this, like how efficient they how inefficient they'd probably be if they were in these situations. So. Again, it's a funny thing to look at, but there is a purpose for it, and I and I do. I would say Tatum probably actually does the best fight back on them of throwing the beer bottles. Though she should have broken one and stabbed them in the neck immediately, but it's okay. The movie would have been over sooner, and I it does lend to the more like the higher difficulty rating. The fact is, there's two of them, so it's not like. If you escaped one, surprise. <laughs> surprise. But I like how Wes Craven does the red herrings the whole throughout the oh, entire film. Yes. Yeah. Makes you think it's everybody, which is fantastic. Yeah. Which like yeah. right, which like right 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 here. Like they be like after the whole ghost face encounter where she has to use the computer to dial nine one one. Thank you, nineties internet. <laughs> I was actually really no, it's like it was for um more of a hearing impaired thing, which I'm like, that is brilliant. That would be so smart. Really? But that's oh, yeah. like how they just now added nine one one for texting. Oh yeah, or nine one one, or like the emergency button on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but 
as soon as as soon as like Ghostface vanishes, Billy shows up. Yeah. And he just so happens to have a cell phone in his pocket, which was not you know, like now that will raise no alarms. But in '96, no. <laughs> he makes that argument though. He says, "Oh, or his dad does of like, yeah. oh, all the kids have them." Which, uh, yeah, agreed. '96, no, they did not. Uh, yeah, '96, <laughs> no, no, you, you were few and far between. Yes, it'd be a brick. It'd be giant. <laughs> the, yeah. big, the big old yeah. Zach Morris phones. Yeah, yeah. He'd, be, he'd be better off with a pager. He, he, that's more believable. A pager, yeah. probably. You know what I mean? <laughs> Paige, what's your favorite scary movie? Shit, hold on. I got a. I got a. I got a beef. Hold on. I got to be. I got to find a payphone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bi- yeah. Uh, Billy gets arrested by the last main character in the movie, Do- Sheriff or Deputy Dewey. He's not sheriff yet. Deputy Dewey, played by David Arquette. Who, I, who again? Someone else I I love seeing because I just I think the casting of David Arquette just being just knowing him as an actor, it's it's really weird to see him in a movie like this. Yeah. Yes. Well, and also that's when he met Courtney Cox, and then they oh, got yeah. married, yeah, so and then later divorced. And later but divorced, that's but fucking. I met you, this movie. They had yeah, a you good can't forget years. that friend season, Courtney Cox Arquette. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> couple seasons actually. Yeah, she was a couple couple seasons there last week. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, Bi- uh, Billy is in jail for a little for a little bit, but while he's in, Sydney gets another call from Ghostface. He's like, "It couldn't have been me. I was in jail." That's why it's good to have you. Got an alibi. That's why it's a power power to everybody. Uh, but then we realize the students of Woodsboro High, they're kind of assholes because like like these two students in the middle middle of broad daylight in the middle of the day. Start reenacting Ghostface. Like one student's going around a Ghostface mask while the other one's trying to run around not to get killed. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. today would totally be like 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 the Internet Challenge. Which I hope they're working the reboot, the Ghostface Challenge. Oh my god! Because that would be a dude. thing on like Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they yeah they of course get their attitude and get expelled by Henry Winkler, who spawns my favorite behind the scenes story of this entire film. So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if if you look at the credits. Henry Winkler's uncredited in this film. Reason really? being is because, I'm not making this up, he felt like because he was such a big star, he'd overshadowed the rest of the cast. Are you serious? So he said, <laughs> leave, me, like, leave me out of the credits. I'm not Dude. joking. How wow. about yeah, you Go on IMDb, it says, Principal Hembury uncredited. Yep. How, how funny is it, though, like later on, though, when you see his Fonzie jacket in the closet... Did you notice that this leather jacket in there? That was great, but I I I find, find that hilarious. Like, yeah, I, I, major star Henry Winkler. Look, and I know like Fonzie's iconic and he's hilarious in his development. He's fantastic and Barry, but like, he's good. Yeah, my my name will overshadow everybody at the cast. <laughs> I mean, maybe back when you were doing Happy Days, yeah, but maybe not, back. Uh, yeah. Definitely not now. I think we're we're a little bit past that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in in the, in the few scenes he has. He's pretty good because like the way he's like, what is what if someone? Oh, dude. Came okay, hold on though. You? He has a weird moment with Sydney when Sydney goes in to be interviewed, and he like touches her face. Oh no, so weird and creepy. Because then I'm like, is he her uncle or something? I'm oh, sorry, that's just so weird. That like have your principal touch her face, especially Male not wearing a face student, mask. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, so that was just super awkward, and I felt that was like super inappropriate. Of like, yeah, just there's a weird. lot of '90s. Yeah, there's a lot of '90s movies that make. There's a lot of uncomfortable '90s movies that do stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry if 
no. I feel like that's supposed to be like that's supposed to be like a red herring, but look at Henry Winkle. You, you clearly yeah. know it's not him. It's so fun, dude. It's nice because then we also see her familiar Sydney's familiarity with Dewey, and then we learned it's because he's the older brother to her best friend, which I was like, yeah. oh, that's a cool tie-in. No, oh, it is. Yeah. But and, and I think I think I think is really cool about the film is that like it, it's it has an interactive element too because it, they fully expect you to figure out who is doing this by the time it's revealed, and everyone you see is a potential suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all present themselves shady, you know what I mean, shadily. Obviously, Billy Loomis was our first, you know, oh, that's a no-brainer. It's Billy Loomis, you know what I mean? And then it's like, well, wait yep. a minute. The principal's acting weird, too. And also, um, the one sheriff, uh, Dewey's uh, boss. boss or whatever. Yep, Sheriff Burke. Yeah, you sheriff see Burke, yes. Yeah. It was super yeah. shady, but also <laughs> kind of reminded me, and I think his place kind of reminded me of Nancy's dad or Sheriff Brackett. Uh, Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street ask you always have that that you know mm-hmm. that law the law person in, in in these films or whatever you know what I mean I, I, he kind of gave me those vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, we find out that the no, no surprise the killer is not the fond as he gets axed pretty brutally <laughs> three three stabs mm-hmm. in the stomach. Poor guy. Death he totally melted. He's like ah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Don't, t- don't take the leather jacket. <laughs> it's very valuable. <laughs> take it's a collectible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Don't as... get blood on it. Yeah. <laughs> Please, no. <clears throat> so yeah, as, as tradition with most teen, with most horror movies involving teens, there's going to be a party that night. The, I guess, oh, uh, yeah, the I guess the... Hey, our, our friends may be dead, but we're still here. Hooray, party. <laughs> Parents are out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your parents are going to leave you home alone when someone's killing teenagers. Also, after pandemic, uh, I'm sorry. Not. Nobody would be really following that uh, curfew. Uh, <laughs> they're like the entire town at curfew at like four or five o'clock or nine p.m. is the final thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I've lived through a pandemic. Nobody really listens to a full curfew. I don't buy it at all. Nope, nobody. People can't even wear a fucking mask on their mouth. They're not going to sit there and stay in. Come on, you know? Come on. You know who always wears a mask, though? But Ghostface. Yeah. There you go. How awesome, though, right before Henry Winkler gets off, though, that we see the the janitor calling a nod to Freddy Krueger. His name's Fred, to the janitor. Yeah. Yes. His sweater. I I love, yeah. Yeah. Totally great. Yeah, I also really like this next scene where it's in the it's in the video store. We see like this is where Randy kind of showing his like because he he's like the movie guy, so he's like, yeah, I know the rules. I know what we're dealing with here. I I know how we're gonna catch this killer, but it's it's him, Stu, and, and Billy. And in this scene again, like like I said, like with Craven, he paints this portrait where like any one of these guys could kill. Like they're all cast suspicion on themselves. Like, uh, uh-huh. we 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 think it's not Billy. We're not too sure. It could be Randy. Because he's the movie obsessive one, then Stu is just weird. But if you look back to Randy is gospel, like all the shit he says is it. Like if you look back on the stuff that he had said about it, you know what I mean? Because he, he even said he even made mention in the video store about Billy being a suspect or whatever. Billy is absolutely has murder written all over him. He knows. So to me, it's like I, I feel like Randy's the ultra smart one in the movie that nobody really pays attention to just because he's like kind of nerdy, you know? Yes. Also, I would say all those video cases are empty. I worked at a video store, and the way he's carrying those, I'm like, 
No, oh, yeah. those are all empty. Nah. There would but, be bulk yeah. to that for sure. Uh, yeah. Russell going going to the Kurt Cameron school of of, of, of lifting things. Oh my god, <laughs> drinking drinking out of an empty glass. Okay, don't get me started. Uh, Still the worst movie we've ever coffee reviewed. Have you all seen that? Em- empty. It's a coffee cup awards. Go lo- go look it up on YouTube. Coffee cup awards, and it's just this. Uh, it's a narrator, and he's talking about how so many things have fake coffee cups, and the idea is we need movies to be grounded in the things we have in real life. So when those things aren't grounded, it really takes us out of the movie. And I'm like, oh, 100 percent, yes, because if you know there should be a liquid in their beverage, and they just right. lift it up, yeah. and you're like, and there's nothing in there. Come yeah, on. you can't take a you can't take drinking a, a beverage seriously. This movie's a joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's no yeah. there's no there's no cocoa in that coffee cup, Kirk. Yeah, yeah that's it's still the worst movie we've reviewed. That's still the worst one yeah, by far. Uh, but and our video stores, aw, oh, so yeah. fun going to those. Yeah, I'm telling you what, dude. We we had a family video. That was the last hurrah, and uh, yeah, very upsetting. I actually on the way up to camp, we uh, we passed this. Uh, Domino's Pizza right next to a family video, and I was so sad. I said it said uh, for lease, uh, building for lease. I'm like, great, way to go. Aww. I know. Yeah. Well, anyways, we go we go to we go to the uh, the, the the teen party. Dewey's out yes. there staking it out, be you know being you know dep- deputy deputy sheriff man. Uh, <laughs> Gail's also there because this- <laughs> sorry, good. He said, yeah, with his date. He said Gail's with, with his, him. With his date, yeah. Gail's uh, there, too, because she's got a nose bazaar, and she's kind of shifty, too. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, they, again, we see, we see the chemistry that would build towards, no, also more in these movies and also just off-screen in general. Uh, and, yeah, we feel like, okay, something's, something's going down at this party. There's, there's no way. Uh, and next victim on the list is Tatum, who maybe has the most elaborate death in this entire film. Because there's no, yeah, there's no way that fucking garage door is gonna not fall. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't believe that. First of all, I don't you do either. The... Safety, something, it would have not gone up. Or oh, the safety motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, I mean, like, first of all, she has the one thing that you're supposed to do. She goes off by herself to get beer, and then yeah. Ghostface ambushes her. She's just like, oh, what? You gonna be Mister Mister Killer Man? And she like cuts with them like, oh shit, this is real. I do like the part, I do like the bit where he starts like throwing just throwing the beer bottles at him. Yeah, Dude, it's hilarious. He and then she also she hits does. him with the freezer door too. Yeah, he would have been out. That was a pretty solid shot to the head, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and yeah. there's probably a lot of its weapons in there too. I bet there would have been a baseball bat in that garage. There's, yeah. there's some. There's something in there you can use to fight back, but maybe not. Yes. Maybe this is this isn't a sporty family. <laughs> yeah, we got we got mm-hmm. we got a chessboard and several books of Dungeons and Dragons. What am I supposed to do with this? Hey, those would be heavy books. You so, could definitely hit some damage. Those might be those might be heavy books. I don't know. I never picked up a Dungeons and Dragons book, but it's, uh, yeah. Uh, we see that she tries to escape via doggy door, which no, that's not that's, that's not wor- that's not working for you, honey. Yeah, definitely not a good idea. But yeah, I'm like that works when you're like ten. Once you once you're a teenager and beyond, you're not gonna fit. Once 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 you've hit once you've hit puberty, it's it's uh that's kind of an impossibility yeah, no. for you. Yeah. There's no way that garage door doesn't go down, though. You know what I mean? Like, she's putting all of her body weight on it. Uh, to me, it's like, and then when she gets her face smashed in there, it's, or her, like, neck, you know, yeah. smashed into it. Yeah, it's it's completely fake. But, I mean, you believe it, whatever. I mean, you, 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 you do believe it. You're just like, hey, makes, I, I, I don't, I don't want to end up in a garage door get my, my face smushed in. Yeah. I, mm, 
Yeah. It was one of those. They just did it for. That was definitely for the dramatic gore effect. Yeah, it was one of those. It's. A, I think I'd call it one of those the cheesy, you know, the seventies and eighties effects. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we also have the most iconic scene in this, in this point in the movie where it's Randy laying out the rules. Uh, rule mm-hmm. rule one: you can't drink out. No, wait. It's, I think it's rule one: you can't have sex. Rule you, two, uh, yeah, you can never have sex. Rule, rule two: you, you can never drink. drink or do drugs. Drink or drugs. Three, mm-hmm. never say I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Because you're going to be And how dead. convenient, too. Rules? What rules? You don't know the rules. Let me tell you and the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, audience out there listening. Okay. Yes. Also, I must say, growing up in the 90s, that TV in that house is tiny. We had a much bigger TV. I was just like, who is hosting a movie night with Seriously. that like minuscule little box? I'm like, are you kidding me? What? But, but having carried those little TVs, like those things are heavy as hell. Heavy. Oh, yeah. They're heavy but, as hell. So I totally believe that later on we'll talk about it. I totally believe that killed us. Oh, because, yes. I mean, those things are heavy as hell for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah no so. flat screen there. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Yeah, so party, party's, party's winding down, but Billy shows up, and Sid finally says, okay, Billy, we can, we, we can, we can do the sex. Let's go upstairs. But she alludes to, like, porn. <sighs> it's so, so weird. Like, do you notice that, watching that, about, like, well, like filming a porno video, like, porno or something like that? Something like that, And she's yeah. like, and he goes, are, he goes, are you ready? And she's like, yeah, I think I am, or something like that. It's so weird. It's, it's so weird. I was like, that's not how that. First time. Yeah, that's not how you initiate that. No. And also she's upset with him that I don't if you're a like legit couple and you want it to be at all special, that's not the emotions you want going into it and whatever. I'm like, can we at least have a nice dinner or something? Yeah. Like change yeah. the mood. I mean you're totally like pushing her to do this, yeah. I mean yeah. Li- literally, at least take her dinner first. Literally. <laughs> Yeah. Also, afterwards, he's super awkward, like across the room, and she's on the one side of the bed. There's no cuddling. I'm like, wow, this is the worst, like, first it's time like, yeah, sex experience. Like, yeah, she just lost her virginity, dude. Like, you're being like a total, like, ass. Like, it's you're like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. fine. Say to report, report to the DMV. We'll give, we'll give you your virginity <laughs> card back. You can try again. It's fine. <laughs> That's what it's going to do over for her. Poor girl. Can I get a, like, yeah, can can I get a mulligan, please? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can we just do but like just, just just give me a break this, this once please come this on doesn't yeah. count. this doesn't count i get i get, I get jerry, I get jerry o'connell in the next movie come on yeah and based on her attitude i bet he didn't help her finish there because she's just like yeah it was fine I'm like okay yeah, yeah he's like i got i got mine i'm good we're good yeah, yeah. it's all peace you, are you okay yeah you okay do you need a glass of water or something you know yeah you want some juice that's how you know one shit. You want, you want some juice? That's where he'd be like, "Oh man, gotta go. Look at the time. I gotta get out of here. I uh, hope you have <laughs> yeah. a good night. It was been fun. Thank you." But oh, but yeah. she but Sid decides to push it because she's like, "Who did you call when you got your one phone call?" He's like, and he's like, "What? Yeah, don't you get one phone call?" I, 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 and she's kind of like alluding that could still be the killer. Like, it kind of might have been a little bit funny if you use your one call to call me back as Ghostface. And he gets like real like <laughs> aggro about it. He's like. What do I got to do to convince you it wasn't me? He's like, oh, shit, was it this guy? But right when you start to think that, Ghostface comes in and just stabs him like a couple times. You're like, oh, okay, so I guess it wasn't Billy. He's dead. But again, that's that's Craven taking that, taking obviously who you thought into that red herring and switching it around. Oh, oh it can't be Billy. It has to be somebody else. 
You know, it's 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 masterfully done when you rewatch it, already knowing obviously what what happens. But it's like you watch, you're like, yep, that's why I, I was convinced that at that moment right there, Billy wasn't the killer. Yeah. Yeah. I also really love this next scene, like the way he executes it, because they, it's Randy just sitting and watching Halloween on the couch, and you see like Ghostface walk yes. behind him. And you're just like, oh shit! Yeah. And it's the same. Turn around, turn around. To that awesome haunting score of Carpenter's, so beautiful oh, that did didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this did. scene's amazing. This scene, this scene's amazing. So and you so think he's gonna get axed. That when he does, you're just like, holy shit, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then she goes to the, she goes to the news van. And, the, and the, the thing is, like, they hit the, they, there's a news camera set up above the TV that mm-hmm. they talk about. It's like, and they say earlier, they're on a delay. So things are going to come in a little slower. So, like, yeah. as they're in the van, they're watching this whole thing with Randy and Ghost like, play out. And then yeah. he walks away. It's a 30 like, second delay. And, Ka- and Kenya, the cameraman, is just like, oh shit, I'll save, I'll save you, kid. And he like he goes like, he goes away. He's like, oh shit, we're on a delay. And then like Damn. and then poor Kenny, he just gets his throat slashed. And he's like, oh no, not Kenny, not the cameraman. Poor, Ke- poor yeah. Kenny, man. He's not painting yeah. up for that job. He is not. Pay- no. I don't know what you, I don't know what cameraman. Well, I don't know what local news cameraman get paid, but it's clearly not enough. <laughs> well, also just thinking about it now, I'm like thirty second delay. We've had it where people are across town and it's a two second delay or a three second delay. Why is it a 30 second delay for like across the yard? Because they weren't. I mean, they're kind of in the boonies, though. So, all right, we'll just the, go with the, it's a really bad. Maybe, maybe maybe they're not like one of the premier news networks of Woodsboro. Yeah, that too. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They, they, can't, they can't afford the two second delay. Listen, yeah. they're trying. They're trying. They, their Wi-Fi didn't work. Oh wait, they did, there mm-hmm. wasn't Wi-Fi. Never mind. Did not exist yet. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. No. Look, 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 all our budget went to the lime green pants suit. What do you, what do you want us to do? Right. You know, yeah. as for all her suits and her hair. You, you can get, you can get, you can get highlights in the green pants suit, or you can get uh, accurate, accurate delay times. You pick. You pick. Yeah. has the best hair in uh, Scream too, for sure. I oh. think out of like her, the Scream, like her, her hairdo. I think Scream Three is the worst. <laughs> From what I remember, I think isn't that that when it's like real frizzy? Yeah, that's when it's like real. Frizzy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's really bad in Scream Three. Yeah, uh, I also do, I also do find it funny where like Gail's trying to drive off in the news van, and she just busts Randy in the face like a couple times right, actually. I'm just gonna drive past you. Yeah. Kenny yeah. <laughs> tried to save Randy. Gail's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck these kids. I'm going. I'm gone. Poor right. Randy. Oh, so many times they should have just driven away, and she's like, "No, I'm just gonna go really slow." And you're like, "Why aren't you driving?" Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, because there's blood on the window. Yeah, that's that's why she can't see. <laughs> oh, she but I mean, there we go. I just looked it up. Yeah, she has those really ugly fringe bangs for screens. Yeah. Where she does. It's like, bad. Like, that, that was the worst hair. Yeah. Yeah, those those are not good bangs. Uh. Uh-uh. And I think she had the best hair in Friends was the later seasons. I think it was like eight, eight or nine out of the ten seasons was she the best hair. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, those are bad things. Yeah, so that's enough. So Ghostface, Ghostface still around. Sid's getting chased. Randy's there, but right now, Sid's, like Sid's my worst. I don't trust anybody. All you, all you motherfuckers, get back. I will shoot. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, and yeah, like Sue and Randy are like, he's the killer. He's the killer. It's not me. It's not me. And we see Billy's alive. Surprise. Surprise. But, <laughs> yeah. He did a good job somehow because he did look a bit 
pale, you know, that you go, okay, maybe, maybe he did get stabbed, but he's lost a lot of blood. So that's how he's still alive. Not just kidding. It wasn't really him being stabbed. Well, yeah, we find <laughs> out that, uh, in I love the reveal of this where he's like, Stu's gone mad and Billy, he's like, we all go a little mad sometime. And just, I like sh- just shoots Randy point blank. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, also safety being off later with Gail. Also, oh, that's the annoying thing in movies. Guns aren't light. I I went to LAX shooting range, and it was just, you can't hold it with just one hand and feel comfortable, especially if you don't know how to hold a gun. And it's like, two yeah. hands, two hands. Maybe, he's got, maybe, 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 maybe he does a lot of curls. Maybe he's maybe gun practice. Gail's maybe. held her microphone up long enough she can hold her she arm can, up. You can, you can hold a mic, you can hold a gun. Yeah, they clearly they, they clearly lift only arms so on they, yeah. they go arm day five days a week. It's all good. Yeah. They don't, they don't, yep, yep. We don't need leg day. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is where all the cards get reviewed. We find out that it's not just one, but it's two killers. It's Billy and Stu. Uh and we and the reason reason being because we find out that well, first of all, we find out that Billy was the one that killed Sydney's mom. Reason was mm-hmm. because he felt like she broke up his family because he she was having an affair with his dad. Yeah, so it's like a broken house. And his household. dad's totally blameless in this. Yeah. yeah. My, dad, my dad didn't do nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my, my dad's a saint, you know? Yeah. He agreed, to, he agreed, too. He was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing Funny thing about this whole scene is like, he's like, <laughs> did, did, did Norman Bates have a motive? No. Did Hannibal Lecter have a reason to eat people? Don't think so. You don't need a motive. But here's my motive. <laughs> I like that they kind of make fun of that, though. Of what, well, what is the motive? And it's like, oh, that is so, you know, we're beyond that point. Oh, that was yeah. also the throwback with Randy when he said it's the millennium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, it's the millennium. Uh, how do you motives say that? Motives don't matter, I motives think, was what he was yeah. talking about. Motives don't are insig- are inconsequential or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah, the millennium. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that word, millennium. And you're like, wait, what? Why is this yeah. a new <laughs> but yeah, uh, I also want to throw some notes at Matthew Lillard because Matthew Lillard in these last twenty minutes becomes my favorite part of the entire movie. Oh, oh man, he, his absolutely. dying is so good. His <laughs> dying, his, his expressions, his movements, like everything Matthew Lillard does. It, it felt like he waited the entire shoot just to get to these scenes. Yeah. He Two hundred percent. There is no doubt in your mind that he's like, I'm in this moment and committed to this character. And you, you almost feel bad for him, just like, oh man, like he's he's. Oh wait, no, no, he's murdered a bunch of people. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and funny thing is, like, I, I I read this in like on about this movie. Like, the thing is, like, he wasn't even trying to get cast in this film. What happened? The reason he got cast in this film because he went to an audition with his girlfriend, and like a casting agent saw him in the hall. I'm like, hey. Come, come here for this part. <laughs> and it ended up being for Scream. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy oh, to think crazy. like we nearly didn't get Matthew Lillard in this film because like he's just he's so pr- I can't picture anybody else in the role of Stu, honestly. Like he's Oh yeah, he's no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole so the whole thing is they're going to they're basically gonna finish off this the Prescott family. They got the dad tied up, tied up and taped up. They're gonna kill him, and then they're gonna kill Sid. But they're gonna make it look like I don't know. I think I make it like someone like did it and got away because like the next move is okay. We got to injure ourselves. Ready? Hit me and then he just like stabs him in the stomach. Yeah. 
That's so painful to watch. They stab each other, actually. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing is, like, it's like they don't feel it because they're all like pure adrenaline and probably cocaine high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, give me the knife. Let me do it. Like, Come on. Give me the knife. You're like, oh, man, yeah, this is just. Uh. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope I didn't say anything prior to making him extra mad that he'd go deeper on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we get, so yeah uh, now it's basically like a, fi- a fight to the finish. Uh, Gail tries to shoot Billy, but like you said, safety's on. So that obviously doesn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we get the <laughs> my favorite line from the entire movie where Sid goes and hides. She's on the phone. She's calling the cop. He's like, did you call the cops? Yeah. My parents are going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best. That, that's the best line there, right there at the end. Oh, absolutely. Well, so the um, movies don't make the psychos. Movies make the psychos more creative. That's a good one too. Yeah, that one's so, a really so, good so one. Many, Is this true? So, yeah. So many fantastic lines in this film, and right, right mm-hmm. and so many fantastic moments. Like right down to Matthew Lillard getting murdered by the big, the big '90s TV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's heavy, so I I believe it. it and funny enough, yeah, that, like those TVs were heavy. Like, and they talked about it. They talked about this recently on I think it was on like a radio show or something. Like, he actually originally wasn't supposed to like it was supposed to be like his like final death. Like they were going to bring him back for Scream Three, and the whole thing like he's listed in Scream Two as man at the party uncredited. Yeah, he he had like a cameo in Scream Two, and that was kind of like setting up his return for Scream Three. Yeah, where like he was going to be orchestrating a bunch of. Uh, attacks in a bunch of high schools and he would have been the main villain of the movie and they were going to do that but then Columbine happened so they kind of wisely scrapped that idea and had to rewrite the whole thing no the TV death was so good though too oh yeah no you, you, like... you, you can't undo the TV death yeah no nah, TV and death so, was pretty sweet side note on Matthew Lillard being amazing too year prior Hackers came out which is like one of my favorite movies and he is so bonkers in that one too and that movie, technology-wise, does not stand up to, to today, but it's still really fun. Oh, the, the 90, a 95 internet movie doesn't stand up? What? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Don't forget about the uh, classic Wing Commander. Oh, Wing Commander. oh, I love that one, too. <laughs> oh, my Command, God. Wing so Commander, bad. War Games. <laughs> so many. Summer, ca- Summer Catch. Dude, he was in so many. Oh, man. Yep. Um, yep. 13 Ghosts, come on. 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts was good. 13 Ghosts, yeah. I'll give you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So... We do. They ensue with the final fight with Billy Loomis. Uh, the safety gets turned off. Billy gets turned off. He gets shot. He gets shot, stabbed by an umbrella. Interesting weapon of choice. Uh, and ferocious umbrella shot. A ferocious umbrella. No, that is great, man. Uh, they also have a. In, there's an anime called Another, and someone gets an umbrella to an eye falling down a staircase. So, nice. uh, I think an umbrella can be a very smart choice. Yeah. We find out Randy survived. Properly. We find out Randy survived. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray for yeah, Randy. Yeah, He's fine. It's a shoulder wound, man. It's just yeah. a scratch. <laughs> it, it, is, it is but a scratch. Oh, but yes. don't worry. Scream 2 is going to break your heart. Yeah, scream scream 2 is going to kill you later, but it's fine. Uh, that damn van. I was oh, I was heartbroken when that happened. We'll talk I about that when we get to Scream 2 eventually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. They had, we, get, we get our classic final scare, and yeah, that's about the end of the movie, and that is Scream. So... Yeah, uh, Scream, 25 years later. Uh, so, Kara, I'm going to go to you first. How do you think it holds up? I think it actually holds up really well. It, I mean, obviously, the surface-level things such as clothing, makeup, visual style is a little bit different, but it doesn't seem so foreign that it's 
like, wait, what the heck are they wearing? Like, and also clothing styles come back. So it's like, all right, whatever. Uh, I think, like I said, some of the shots felt a little weird of being really close, but eh, it's fine. It's a vibe. And the format, I'd be curious what it would be like for people who have never seen it and maybe somehow avoided any sort of spoilers and not know two people, like if they would have been surprised. Because I feel this is, it, it was definitely one of the pioneering films of changing up the horror genre. Like, okay, let's actually have two killers. They're working together. It's just super smart in terms of even, and, and funny, it's making fun of itself too. And that's kind of how it is smart of the end of, oh, the killer comes back with one more scare and actually lo and behold, he does, but we kill him. We do that double tap. So I appreciated stuff like that, that it's still very entertaining and it still is like a fun horror movie, which is more enjoyable to watch even as time goes on. All right. Uh, Russell, final thoughts on Scream 96. Uh, I mean, it's a classic. It's one of those films that you can go back to and watch, you know, imminently. Uh, it's, I love the callbacks to the old, you know, slasher films of the 80s. I love, you know, obviously Craven with, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street being his big baby. And then, you know, obviously... You know, respecting Carpenter's Halloween and stuff like that. I like how he kind of used all those genres, all the slasher genres, because the the 90s like was really dying for horror films. I think this is where the 90s really got. Re I think the horror genre itself got revitalized because of Scream. I think it was like, you know, uh, we're we're past the slasher stage of the game. You know, uh, Friday the 13th is is pretty much worn its course. Uh, uh, then you have what uh, obviously Halloween, but still was kind of again kind of wearing its course. Nightmare on Elm Street was pretty much done, so we needed a new franchise, and I think this would really save the horror the whole the whole entire horror genre. So mm. to me, I love Scream. It's always gonna have a special spot in my heart, and it's one of the films, like I said, you can go back and watch. And I just I love the you know it's a love letter to uh, horror films of the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Scream for me, I kind of compare that to like a, like a prototype, a proto Cabin in the Woods, where it's a movie yeah, that came yeah. along where. You know, horror was kind of on a downswing. People kind of getting tired of it. You need that kind of that movie to come and like give it a kick in the. Who pants are these and... people? It's <laughs> getting tired of horror. What? The people, people. General people public. Okay, okay. General public. General public. You know, the, you know, horror. Horror is nothing new. It's all we've seen it all before. Yeah. But then you had the movie come along, gives the genre a whole kick in the pants, and then gives birth to yeah. like a new age of horror. I think that Cabin in the Woods did that in 2012. I think that Scream did that in 96. Uh, yeah. I think that. Mm -hmm. Craven did a great job of dissecting a lot of tropes that he kind of instituted. And let's be real, he kind of he kind of started a lot of things they're making fun of. Um, yeah. But I do think that you know it brings together a great cast. I think the writing is incredibly smart. I love the mystery <laughs> element of it. I think it gives birth to two really good sequels and one I'm not as big a fan of. Again, that is also that is also three. Um, <laughs> but I, say, I think I'm glad that's unanimous, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember how much I hated it, loved it, but I don't think I had a problem with it. But I think I, I, I think it's fine. I don't think it's all. But I think it's I think it's fine. I actually, Weaker actually the four funny enough. Sure. Funny enough, I saw two and four before Wait. I saw three. Wow. Oh, really? What? I don't know. Oh, I don't know no. why. Just for some reason, I ended up skipping three and going straight to four. Oh. No, <laughs> yeah, all, that's crazy. It's a fun marathon, I'll tell you, to watch all of them, oh, especially is. in like. Like just as a whole set, because it's interesting to see how the people change over time. Yeah. So something else I want to talk about before we uh, close out for the day, we have the we have five coming. <laughs> Scream again. It's it's not it's not five cream, as we thought it would be. It's just it's not it's not five cream. It's not Scream five. It's just Scream, because yeah. you know 
Halloween kind of ruins sequel naming conventions. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I like that movie a lot. Um, but, you know, Kara, uh, I want to go to you first. You know, you have, you have Scream being done by the guys who did Ready or Not, a movie that I actually really loved. Uh, you know, are, are, are you amped for, to return to Woodsboro, return to these characters, and return for another Scream adventure? I'm very curious to see how they'll bring it back and update it and give it a fresh take because it's it's been a while and it's one of those we've as we've said there's been so many horror films that what are they going to do now to keep it new and interesting you know your fans of the scream franchise of course we're going to go see it uh i mean i watched the scream show i watched scream queens though i didn't watch all of scream queens uh but yeah, I I'll, I think the people who are into it will definitely check it out, and the casual horror viewers will be like, oh, cool, new horror movie, let's check it out. But I really hope they infuse it with something new, because they seem to be doing that along the franchise a little bit, like, especially with, I think it was, like, in 4, you know, they switched it up of the sex of the killers and such. And so let's see what they do for 5. Make the, make the killer a dog. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> As like something, or you know, just give it something new and or or take 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 the tw- take the twist that Jay and Silent Bomb Strike Back already lined up for you. Make the killer a monkey. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell, are you excited to turn to the world of Scream? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of what Carrie was saying. You know, it's it's good because you're going to get new eyes on the obviously on on the the franchise, but it also help you know revisit what we had obviously you know 96 and and their you know the subsequent uh, sequels so yeah i mean i'm looking forward to it and kind of like she said you know i i too watched the scream series and i just i always loved scream so it was one of those things where yeah i kind of want to see what they do with it obviously you know with technology and everything else how is that going to play a factor into the the new yeah. scream movie too yeah, so mm-hmm. especially especially with like the new like revitalized edge of horror, you know everything that yeah. horror is doing, Blumhouse doing their thing, which I think I think Blumhouse is doing this movie actually. Yeah, uh, it was just so many people, so, such like you know horror being such a big genre that it is now. I think they have a lot to play with as far as this reboot goes. I'm very curious to see what they end up doing with it, but uh, we'll see that in another day. And that's gonna bring us to the end of the show. So, uh, Carrie, I want to thank you again for joining us. Uh, where where can people find you? Yes, thank you for having me. It was very fun to like really dive into and give our opinions of obliterate this movie, but that we all love. Uh, yes, you all can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. All right, uh, Russell, you want to give up a plug before you head out? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance. Is the Facebook group that's where we put polls up. So I think our next poll is LGBTQ. Poll, I think, is what we're doing yeah, next pri- for our, Pride our, Month. Our Pride Month yeah. special. Yeah, and then you guys can also find us on YouTube. Notorious by Chances is a YouTube uh, channel. We'll we'll be putting new reviews up as obviously some summer blockbuster is going to be coming out in theater. So we'll be putting that on the YouTube channel as well. You can find my Twitter is going to be Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Uh, check out the Schmodown where I compete. I had my match against Robert Parker drop uh, this last Thursday. I'm not going to let you know how that went, but you can go check it out. It's a great match. And, uh, yeah, you can check that out on the Shmoda Entertainment Network. And that's going to do it for us today. Once again, thank you for joining us. That's Russell. I'm Chance, and we will see you next week.